Polly, please in pre please please embrace what pre please please I can't fucking speak. some anger yeah go I'm for gonna it. Express some anger that. because i okay i'm fucking funny right i'm of hilarious like all the fucking time so mm-hmm. i put backbreaking work yesterday into a tweet mm-hmm. backbreaking work i oh, bust no. i busted out adobe premiere i uploaded this shit to youtube <laughs> one like oh god that joke one like one fucking like and it was from Colin. One like. Aww. One like. Which one was it? It was the Shantae one. Uh-huh. It's I funny. did see it's, that. It's funny. A it's, few hours. It's funny. It's very funny. Because it sounds it's like funny. he's it sounds like he's saying ready no, to go, but he's he's not. That's not I, what he's saying. He's not? I no. honestly got thought he was. No, he's saying red to go. Oh. But but see, it's I, funny it's those... because when you associate it with Shantae. Yeah. See, you, get you hear it differently. Go. Yeah. Who's Rhett? Which Rhett? No, it's it's the the, the I'm the, a Shantae the, character. It's a weird meme they tried to force in those games since the first one that's never stuck in like I, I guess they wanted everybody to run around saying it thinking that it was cool or something. Oh, Rhett to go is Rhett the thing that Shantae To says. go. Like they think okay. that's real like I guess that like and they've been doing that since the Game Boy Color one. So oh, you know okay. that they wanted that to catch on. And they've just still been trying so hard. Bless their little well, she stupid says it hearts. At the start of each game, it's not—it's inoffensive. But they really want it to stick, and it never will. It never will. Who says red to Ooh, go? Okay, those good Shantae meme for shot for Shantae meme ASMR. There you go. There you go. So it's a hot take. I and think it's what ASMR. Me... Yes. I'm watching that video again now, the Ret to Go edit that you did, and I was like, Jesus Christ, did her boobs always shake that yes, much? Yes, they did. It's just the sprite is really oh small, but when you blow it up real big. You can't, it's really fucking distracting. That's why I missed the like button. Mm. I left a Sakura on it. You did, you in did. In the Discord. You, in the Discord, yes. You see. That's true. And but. Fresno and Carmi um, left. Is that the Kindred Spirits character? Which, which the one? The Rock I don't the know rock. what that. I don't know what the rock is from. I it, I yeah. saw it pop in there one day as being one of mm-hmm. our emotes, and I never knew what it was from. Like I fucking half the emotes I didn't <laughs> know we even have. Mm-hmm. Like uh, like there's like there's like seventy five love live emotes, and I fucking hate love live. Like why is this a thing? Why is that a thing I, in oh, my I Discord? See, I see rock now. Yeah, I think that's the Kindred Spirits character. Is it? So you got two two VNs you love right there. Played Kindred Spirits. I don't remember a rock. I don't think the character's name is Rock. I think it's the 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 one girl who the DJ girl, and it's her going like Rock. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, I don't know. I don't know. I don't pay attention. 
It's uh, like it's I'm, not even my I'm, Discord I'm server anymore. I'm trying to anymore. reverse Google image search shit. It's, it's, not, <laughs> it's, it's not even my Discord server anymore because I gave it to somebody else to run. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to do this. It's too much work. <laughs> I mean, everybody's chilling there, so. See, like, and other people have grabbed, other people have pulled in the, 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 the rock emote, too, apparently. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I only put in one emote. I've only made one in any of the servers I'm in. I, I don't think I've made any of... I made, did I make the Uzume one, or did somebody else put that one in there? I don't fucking know. You could just will it into existence, like, I wish there was an Uzume emote. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's a good Uzume emote. It's real good. It is. I like the fart one. Our emotes are good. Our emotes are good. I'm not saying take any. I'm not saying take the 572 Love Live emotes away. Y'all can have them. I don't care. <laughs> I was just like, as somebody who hates Love Live, I'm just really kind of bewildered. Okay, it's Yoka. Okay. Yeah, I, knew, See, I told you. I like, told you I, I never. Like, well, here's the thing. Oh, Discord. Game, Discord did not make their emotes bigger until a recent update. <laughs> so now they're bigger. <laughs> And I can see what it is. See, I could never tell what that was because it was so small. Mm -hmm. You're you're talking to something. Look, I got 80-year-old vision, okay? It's fine. I admit. Look, I'm old. It's okay. I get it. We get it. We get it. Do you want to do just a... All right, the whole podcast can now just be like a step-by-step review of all of our emotes. Let's just... All right, let's just break it down. Let's break it down for for everybody. Let me me get a window capture going here so we can get all the emotes up on screen. Uh, (laughs) I think I see three love lives. I think. I think, man. Why is there Lapras? Why? Oh, God. God. What? Wow, who put that here? That one in there. How did that get in here? Let's go ahead and... uh, Oh, God, don't worry. I'm on this one. You're on this one. Got it. <laughs> okay, there is. I see the other love. I do now. like the Sakia. I do like the Macho Man. Because Randy Savage is appropriate for every situation. I could definitely do without okay. those 101s. Yeah, I was just fucking playing in Discord. I love it. This is nothing anybody can actually see if you're not in the Discord, but Cherno just shot a love live, and I'm I'm stoked for that. For the Yoko Taro over the toilet emoji. Yoko Turdo. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, it turns out Polly's not the one high. <laughs> oh man, that one that one got me. Alright. That was just my natural laugh. That's my natural sober laugh. I muted myself. That was good. That's good podcast material there. Look, we need to get to the important stuff here, and that's me complaining about this awful yeah. fucking game I'm playing. <laughs> Ladies and really gentlemen, welcome it. to SoxCast episode 106, How That Happened. I'm your good pal, Polly. Welcome. We are brought to you, as always, by Moon Pies. Moon Pie, we hate Jeff Bezos as much as you do. <laughs> welcome, everybody. Thank you for coming out. Spending your Sunday with us. 
Monday if you're listening to the download like a sucker. I mean, right? they could be listening to the download on any day, yeah. even Wednesday. Customizing the podcast to suit your own needs. <laughs> I really, I really had it in my head. Moon pies, a better way to cook. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I have, a pla- I have a plastic spoon this time. I can throw that. <laughs> Very good. What is it? No one listens to this thing anymore, huh? No, I don't. I, I think, like, yeah. Nobody. We do this for our own <laughs> our own amusement now. I think people stopped listening because I just, I don't bother muting the farts or alerts. I just leave them in. <laughs> it's like, I think that they're, like, a wonderful part of the broadcast. I think they add a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, to what we're doing. So, first things first, want to get something out here. Okay. It's getting to be that time of year again. You know what that means. It's the end of the year. And we're going to be doing the big old dumb stupid end of the year lists. And guess what? We want all of you out there to once again be part of it just the same way that you have the last four years or five years we've done this dumb stuff. So, in order to do that, you're going to want to get yourself a game of the year list together. It consists of three video games that you played this year. They don't have to have been released this year. They don't have to be video games. They, yes, they, they do. They should probably be video games. They should games. probably be video games or we are going to have a problem. Agree to disagree. Don't test me, Thire. Don't test me. I mean, it's user lists. They don't really count. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, Red! If you just want to put Simple Gear on there, I ain't going to complain. <laughs> they're, all just, they're all just near Automata again. I'm just going to rage quit. I'm just going to rage quit in the middle of the fucking game of the year this year. That's what's going to happen. Everybody's just going to fuck with me now. It's just like, oh, look, I put my favorite blowjob as my favorite game this year. <laughs> Yay! I, 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 my favorite game is the Cardigan song. My favorite game. Oh my as long god. As, as long as I don't deliberately mispronounce the email you submitted at over and over, then I think we're good. <laughs> so, uh, to get, get so get yourself a list of three games together, and then you want to what you want to do then is write you know one to three sentences about each one. Let's not go overboard here. Let's not <laughs> write a novel. If you if you if you are egregious, if you are what I would call egregious in 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 your your. You're bloviating about your favorite <laughs> dumb thing. We will we will edit that down a little bit for air because none mm-hmm. of us like reading. Reading is a cancer to all of us. Our <laughs> eyes will literally very fall hard out. to do. It's hard. Lie. It's so hard. You might start uncontrollably uncontrollably laughing exactly. at somebody's list, <laughs> and that wouldn't be nice. Unless they're Joan of Arc biographies. So continue. So get your list together. Hey. Three games. Right, one to three sentences on each. And I want you to send that to podcast at SocksMakePeopleSexy.net. So, looking at our calendar here, which I'm going to do live on the air. Um, we've only got one more normal episode left uh, in the year, mm-hmm. which will be December 8th. Which will be December 9th, if you're going by the download date. And we will probably be recording the Game of the Year, End of the Year stuff around probably the 14th, 15th. 16th, 17th, somewhere around there. So we're going to want to have your stuff probably at the latest by the 14th. So one more time for the people in the back, 
what I want you to do. Get you a, get you a list of games together. Top three that you played this year. They don't have to be have been released this year. If you played it, you liked it this year, boom. It's on the list. It counts. Get that list together. Write one to three sentences about each one. Good, good. We're still good, right? Yeah. This is easy to follow. All right. People no, are people yeah. are definitely going to write more than one to three sentences. There that is there's nothing no getting around that. Like, yeah, I know. Don't. I know. And we're telling. And if you we really, to, and if we really we like you, you, and if we really like you, we'll just read it anyway because we play favorites here. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, come on. Also, also, if you write about um one of our games, which you should, because they kicked ass this year. Yeah. Um, then we you will can write extra it special read it. Mm-hmm. I mean, if your game of the year is just one of my Mario Maker levels, I understand. Oh yes, I, I said I said our games this year. Yeah. I was obviously. I was like. Us. Right. So get all that together, all that together, and send it to podcast at SocksMakePeopleSexy.net. John Thayer, what is that email address again? Oh, God. <laughs> podcast <laughs> at SocksMakePeopleSexy.net. Rhett, what is that address again? Podcast at SocksMakePeopleSexy.net. All right. Well, you just said it, and John still almost fucked it up. <laughs> just proof that he does not pay attention. <laughs> he was to muted anything. and like... Caught off guard. I was muted and like trying to re- write down a list to remember. Never mind. I was making a game of the year note. I was just like, wait All a minute. Right. So yeah, get those oh. to us sometime around the 14th. I will have a finalized date for that sometime within the next couple of days. I'll also I'll put I'll be putting a you know a notice on the side about getting your list submitted to. So we'll have like a finalized date. But yeah, I'm thinking yeah. we're probably going to record end of the year stuff around the 14th or the 15th more than likely uh looking at the calendar anyway um so what are we doing are we doing anything with game of the decade uh Uh, that will be next year that will be i don't want to think about that yet (laughs) we're gonna be we're gonna do games and anime of the decade okay those will be two separate those will be two separate things and those will be next year like as in like january february january february somewhere around there good that'll give me a little more time to yeah. I want to check yeah. check in back in on a couple things. Yeah. All oh, right. Yeah, I have a question. Yo, what's your question? Yeah. Remember when we did the fifth year anniversary? People were able to record their own message and send it to yeah, us. Yeah. You know what? I keep tell like I've told people, yo, you could do that on the regular. <laughs> yeah. and Send us stuff. That'd be fun. You could do that. So if you if you want to read your game of the year list and just send it to us as an MP3. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you can That's do that it. if you want to send us an MP3 of you reading your game of the year list. If you want to sing your game of the year list. <laughs> There you go. A whole song out of it. I'm gonna limit you to five minutes. Oh boy, (laughs) oh man, that's That's very generous. That's very generous. I know, but like, look, like giving somebody five minutes to talk or sing is a hell of a lot easier than us having to take three to five minutes to read because we're too stupid. But again, do it however you want. Again, I'll have all this hammered out and on the site in the next day or two. If you didn't. If you can't piece it all together now from all this gobbledygook, um, but yeah, we'll get we'll, we'll get right on that very soon, just for nice. you. So get it in, get ready, get to thinking about great it. Lists, lists are fun. Lists are fun. Lists are great. Lists are Everybody so freaking loves them. What is the point of engaging with media if not to create wonderful lists? Exactly. Like that's the that's the reason <laughs> we do this whole I mean, thing, right? What is media consumption except Mortal Kombat? It's just Mortal Kombat. Like, if this thing is good, then the other thing can't be good. Fatality. Get the fuck out of my life. I don't need... Media consumption is like Mortal Kombat in that we should just play Mortal Kombat and not really bother with anything else. Especially Mortal Kombat 2. Yeah. Mortal that Kombat 2 is... That game's Mortal very Kombat good. Seem, 
I'm having a good time with it. Yeah, I imagine you are. You wouldn't be having a great time if you were playing against me. It would. Probably. It would be. It would end very badly for you. <laughs> we could make this happen on a stream sometime if you'd like. I would love that. All it's right. Probably, well, let's see if we can figure look, that out. It probably wouldn't look that much more embarrassing than me just playing the AI. That's right. <laughs> Except I won't be able to cheat. Like I won't be able to. I won't be able to throw you out of the middle of an uppercut. Yeah, that sounds. That's about how it goes. Oh man. Maybe it's we'll mean. make that happen. Maybe we'll make that happen. To my immediate virtual right, he yeah. is the Sox cast cookie dough. It's Rhett. Oh, hi. Hey, how's it going? Because he's delicious and soft. Exactly. <laughs> That's funny. I and had, I had the idea. In my mouth. <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And then a subscription comes in. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, so anyways. <laughs> Because you shouldn't eat them raw. <laughs> I had a segue and it's like five miles away now. <laughs> I forget how this started. You were talking about streaming Mortal Kombat 2 and I, I had I thought that would be funny remember. if we just did a podcast while playing a game. Mm-hmm. Mostly because I want to play dive kick against some people again. There you go. And it's a hell of a lot easier to do now that you can do remote play and you don't even need to own the game. Oh, right. We need to try that. I wonder how bad the upload. Try Blazing Chrome. We'll try Blazing Chrome later. Oh, boy. It'll be fun. That game's good. More people should play it. To my immediate virtual left, he is the toilet that needs cleaning. It's John Thire. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) <laughs> that's uh quite the intro uh, like i said these things just kind of pop off the top of my head I don't john Byer, a better way to cook and yeah, john's got poop off the top of his head john i no, you are not a better way to cook i have seen your <laughs> cooking and there's like one <laughs> thing you make that i would eat okay yeah, let's go down the list here. what is the one thing it's the the soup the hansar soup yes have you seen my chili my chili's really good i'm not a big chili fan it's mostly the beans. Oh. I can't do beans. It's oh, bad bad texture. Enough. Just kind of makes me gag for some reason. Like, okay, the thing enough. is, I like beans, but I literally can't eat them because they do something to my gag reflex, and I don't know why. Gotcha. <laughs> I couldn't say. I couldn't go much like Rhett. Much um, like... <laughs> why couldn't you? <laughs> it's funny if you do. You let all that stuff out. You just say it on this podcast, John. Um, yeah, have you tried my? You have you seen my mapa tofu? It's really um, good. Yeah, like okay, okay. I could do I could do mapa tofu. That stuff's okay. good. That shit's really. What about good. my great sandwiches? <laughs> <laughs> Those things. And I could, like you mentioned the sandwiches, and like a brief image of them flashed in my mind, and I just <laughs> literally died. <laughs> That's the most genuine response you're getting from me right now. I've had like three or four of those a week for three years. They're so good. Thank you for the subscription, Rats. And that's all the and that's all the things I know how to make. <laughs> no disasters here. Yep. Uh, yeah, I can eat lentils. It's a good sandwich. I don't know why everyone is so mean to my sandwich. I get the beets thing. The sandwich is a good sandwich. The sandwich looks... I I can't... Like, it's... I've never seen a more pathetic sandwich. Oh, my God! It's just bread 
and melted toasted bread, melted <laughs> cheese, salami, spicy mustard, and jalapeno peppers. But it's, it's just like the way you presented it. There was no... It just kind of looked like somebody ran over a slice of cheese. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, that's all it looked like to me. Like, it, like you, somebody killed a piece of cheese and all its guts <laughs> and came its out. And its guts are just laying there all over the place. The bugs have already gotten to it. Oh my god. And I had the um the sriracha on it on top, so I got the spicy stuff too. Yeah, so like maybe if it was presented a little more clean. Like like I don't know. Like I just think the way that you presented it, it wasn't the, the best. Pe- the showing. jalapenos perfectly the like plating, spaced apart, mustard the on top. Was bad. I think Poncho Smith, who who is an expert at plating, that's what he does. I think that he would agree that the plating left a little to be desired. What would you suggest to improve the plating on my great sandwich, Polly? <laughs> I'm not the plater. Oh, so you so okay, so you're a critic. You don't have any you don't have anything to back that up. You just say it should be better. I don't know how. You just, you know, maybe the plating could be better. Okay, Polly. I'll, t- I'll t- good note. Let, wait. Let me pull out my notepad here. Get better plating. <laughs> There you go. Get better plating on my great sandwich. Okay. Feedback. Duly noted. Thank you. Very you could probably use a better camera as well. Uh, it's an iPhone camera. What new, who needs a better camera than that? You know, the lighting was a little off. Get better okay, lighting. Get that in your notebook. Notepad. Okay. Get better plating. Better lighting. For like, buy an actual sandwich. lighting rig for your sandwich. Okay. Buy a lighting rig. Okay, let me let me type that up. Okay, that's about 120 bucks. Amazon purchase done. Good. But now, imagine now. imagine how much better that tweet's gonna be, man. Imagine your engagement on that tweet now that we're putting some money behind it. We're we're getting some real we're getting some real work done for this tweet. I think I'm gonna sandwich. get the plating super on point. Lighting's <laughs> gonna get be great. Plating. And then I think y'all are do. still gonna be mean to it because you're gonna be mean to my great sandwich, even because it's already great. There's nothing else I can do to improve the sandwich. My sandwich is a Mozart symphony where every note is exactly where it needs to be. And y'all are like, mm, it needs more notes. I, Fuck you, it's perfect. <laughs> Beautiful masterpiece of a sandwich. I never said anything oh, bad about the sandwich. I want no part of this. Okay, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. How do y'all feel about video games? Hey, Rhett. I played a video game. Holly, Boom, shocking twist of fate. I'm going to go first. Go for okay. it. How about that? So, hey, y'all. Now, I know okay. that there's there's uh, some people in this community here. We we tend to like games every now and again. I guess now it's kind of like more of a long stretch of we kind of sort of tolerate them. by uh, <laughs> our, our good pals over at Idea Factory slash Compile Heart. Oh, how about, how about our friends over there? How about how we how are we feeling about mm. Idea Factory and Compile Heart these days? Well, I never liked any of their games. So. <laughs> Oof. Oof. Ouch! <laughs> Story and characters did nothing for me. <laughs> Slam the door. I only mentioned the IF Vert Romance thing just to make you shut up. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, no, I, nice. But you might want to change your mind on that jet storm because I'm not <laughs> going to talk about what you think I'm going to talk about. So a um, couple years ago for Vita, they were the, um, our good friends over at Idea Factory, Compile Heart, released a dungeon crawler 
uh, called Mary Skelter Nightmares. Uh, it's an anime-inspired dungeon crawler, sort of like in the vein of, you know, games like Etrian Odyssey, Seventh Dragon. I like games like that. Those are fun. Yeah, Labyrinth of Toho too. Yeah, like, and this is a game like that when it was first announced, Vita only release, like, the aesthetic and the premise, like, they immediately drew me in. I was, I was like, I like what this game's putting down with its aesthetic and it, it's mm-hmm. its darker kind of vibe that it's going for. It's very, very, um, very teenager edgy kind of thing. And if you kind flavor that, eerie, maybe. if you flavor that just right, like I can, t- like that can totally be my jam. Like that's the mm-hmm. kind of the secret to snagging a poly. A lot of the times <laughs> is if, if you can do edgy teenager bullshit, but you can do it well enough that it's not like, I don't know, too cringy, but I don't like the word cringe. I think it's a stupid, mm-hmm. overused word. Uh, if you do it well and I believe it, if I can buy into it and enjoy it because it's stupid, then, you know, mm-hmm. hey, like, you, you can pull me in. And that's kind of vibe that, that um, when going into Mary Skelter Nightmares, that I got. So... Um, it's a game that like didn't know was ever going to go anywhere other than the Vita, but you know, recently, I guess, I think it was last year. Yeah, it got ported I think so. To PS4 and Steam, and just recently, you can like like Mary Skelter Two just came out on the Switch, and um, that it comes with Mary Skelter One, but you have to beat Mary Skelter Two first <laughs> to play it, which is the most ass backward thing, seeing as it's a direct sequel. You'd think you'd maybe want to have that option to play the first one first. Mm-hmm. Oh, but you could buy the DLC to unlock the first game. Oh, right. You actually... Yeah. Can. Yeah. Okay. That's or get the sense. true ending in two. That's a real... Wow. Yeah, man. Some dumb executive decided that and probably killed the sales for that game entirely. Yeah. Yeah. But that's kind of like an idea factory thing, though, is they're really good at just make paint themselves in the worst possible light like all of their streams where they show off their games they find a way to do so in the worst possible ways every time i'm not sure what stream would have saved neptunia rpg <laughs> oh boy man their first like the first time they streamed that it was the switch version and it was like 40 to 50 seconds to load up one battle <laughs> i was like oh, what man. are you people doing that's not oh, what i would have shown <laughs> And this was like two days before it came out, so time to cancel your pre-orders. <laughs> this game's shit. Um. Anyway, Mary Skelter Nightmares. <laughs> it's, it's about it's about an entire city that's been sunk 666 meters into the ground. Edgy as fuck. Nice. <laughs> and you have to dungeon crawl your way back to the surface. And um, so you play as Alice and Jack. Uh, Alice is a girl who is kind of like the primary protagonist of the story, and Jack is kind of like her, I guess you would say childhood friend, but they kind of like get along together because they're both kind of outcasts, and they end up in mm-hmm. uh, this literal prison where they're tortured every single day. Uh, like, and they're made to do weird stuff, like lick the walls of the prison. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Okay, that's weird. Okay, and 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 to to be bathed in monster blood because it makes you insane, and like that, like Alice and Jack have this weird dichotomy where for some reason his blood is able to counteract the 
insanity-inducing effects of monster blood. Okay. That's, that's okay. Naturally. There was there was a, an edginess level here that you just passed for me. <laughs> it's really oh, no, stupid. So, and yeah. he like he you puts pass- his he puts his blood like later in the game. He literally puts his blood in a gun to shoot it <laughs> at the girls to keep them from going insane. I'm back on board. <laughs> it's so okay. good. You're wibble wobbling between like red edgy and John edgy. Yeah, yeah like like I think that this game's writing a really fun balance that is at the very least fun to talk about. So you know, like oh okay, my God. that's excellent. <laughs> so eventually, Jack and Alice are broken out by Red Riding Hood, mm-hmm. <laughs> who belongs to uh, an organization called Dawn, um, and they're trying to basically escape the prison. Um, and it kind of like this is where they sort of find out about like girls always girls who who go insane who who can fight the enemies that live here and then they get bloody and then they go yandere covered in blood and the only way to stop it is for this boy to shoot his blood all over them and knowing our audience knowing our audience i just heard the thunderous sound of 200 boners popping at once no, wait, that was just one, and it was red. And, and one, I mean, <laughs> two. Boy, there's a there's an X-rated version, and the only way for, is for him to shoot his bleep. <laughs> shoot his semen. Is that what you were going for, right? Semen? Yeah, maybe. Semen? You know, from, he's got from to his, uh, re- from restore his, their mana. From his pecker? Hey, Polly, quick question. Is the is her name Alice? Is that a reference to Alice in Wonderland? Uh, it absolutely is! Is Jack that's where all Jack the game's Rip- theming comes from. Is it comes from fairy tales? So you've got okay. you've got uh, Sleeping yeah. Beauty. You've got Thumbelina. Alice from Alice in Wonderland. Riding Hood. Um, okay, so it's like Ruby. Yeah, so it's a, oh no, oh, uh, and like all, all the basically all the game's theming and the dungeon elements are very gothic in quality, and they kind of have mm-hmm. like specific references to fairy tales and stuff. And like that's like I think that like a, the way that a lot of that stuff is handled is really well done, and I like a lot of the character designs, except the really booby ones that are way too booby for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they've got like really cool designs for like the blood skelter mode. Like for when they have too much blood and go crazy, like they've got like that kind of transformation yeah, that sounds, aspect. That sounds pretty appealing. <laughs> what? I said that sounds pretty appealing. Like it's a cool thing. Like I said, You're selling John on this too. Like much. I said, this game has a really fun premise and a lot of cool things going for it. And, and mm. like, there's a lot of ideas that like you can build a really cool, fun dungeon crawler around. Like the story and premise, they're already there. I think that like. If I just sat you down and it was like, if this was my idea for a game and I was like, hey, I want to make this, you'd probably be like, hey, I want to help you make that, right? Yeah. So yeah, dungeon crawling wise, like each character has her own like unique ability to help you like get through various puzzles in the dungeon, like black holes that you can go into or like Red Riding Hood has scissors that she can like snip fences away and shit, things like that. Just Mm -hmm. basic traversal stuff. It just... It adds a little more to the dungeon crawling than just kind of moving across squares and uncovering yeah. tiles. And I think that, that that's pretty cool. Like, pretty much all of the areas uh, of the dungeon all kind of, like, wrap around. And they're, self- they're self-contained, but they all wrap around into one another, sort of like a Metroid game. Um, mm-hmm. wh- wh- which, I like. I think that a lot of dungeon crawlers kind of, like... They just kind of do the self-contained, like you're on floor one, now you're on floor two, now you're on floor three. Whereas this game has got like 
it's got that, but like all of the areas kind of can connect into one another, and that's really cool. And um, <clears throat> another cool thing that it's got is like every major floor has a story boss, and the boss cannot be killed at all until you've found and killed the core. So okay. what happens is you go into like I think it's like what is it called like murder hunt or something like that where you <laughs> run into the boss. But you can't kill it. You can only knock it down and run the fuck away. But the but another fun thing about this is they also take away your mini map. So <laughs> it like it makes that part of the game feel really cool. So like you've got to fucking you knock the boss down and get the fuck away. And like you hope that like you're able to find your way far enough away before it gets the fuck back up and you have to knock it down again because you can game over here and it feels real bad <laughs> to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a cool it's a cool mechanic so i like that that's really cool it sounds like mr x from resident exactly, evil 2 yeah it's just there's a lot of mr x's so, <laughs> so like that's some of the cool stuff that i think's really cool about mary skelter we like the premise we like the like the way some of the story's going mm-hmm. um oh my god the build-up to the to this yeah, butt. The <laughs> unfortunately unfortunately drop. here it comes here it comes the big come yeah. down this is what you wanted Unfortunately, I never felt like I was having any fun engaging with any part of the game part of this game at any point. And that's so weird for me. And it just, Uh because, like, I like dungeon crawlers, and I I looked up, and, like, I looked up some reviews, I looked up people talking about this game, and it's just like, it's doing pretty okay with the dungeon crawling crowd. Mm -hmm. So, like, am am I too dumb for this game or something? Like, I, I don't know why I can't seem to find the fun that other people are having with Mary Skelter. Um, so to kind of break down where I think the game starts falling apart is that I think the combat feels really limp and mashy mm-hmm. and not very mm. satisfying. And I don't really understand a lot of it after having put, like, 10, 11 hours into it. Like, mm. it, it operates on, like, hey, things have weakness, elemental weaknesses, right? <clears throat> And we know how that works. You hit something with an elemental weakness, it does a lot more damage. That Super makes effective. sense, right? So if I hit yeah. an enemy with an attack, it does, you know, it'll do triple-digit damage because that was a weakness. So I use that same skill on another character whose stats are comparable, and suddenly she only does nine damage. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wh- why? What? Wh- <laughs> what's the difference? Like, there's... I, these characters are built similarly. What? Why is it different? And that's just like the start of what, things I don't understand about this game's design is that either something isn't being surfaced or I'm doing something wrong. Um, the only way you get equipment in this game, to my knowledge, seems to be either finding it from rare drops in the dungeon or randomly running into the dungeon's merchant whose wares are also randomized. <laughs> so... And, like, all of the merchants at your base, they don't ever sell worthwhile items other than, like, they might stock higher-tier healing items later. But as far as equipment, like, in 12 hours, I never saw them upgrade their equipment stock once. So, like, Mm -hmm. all the equipment, like, a lot of the equipment that by hour 12 that I was using was still my hour 1 equipment. (laughs) And there's, like, there's a weapon and armor upgrade system, too. And you can add plus one, which literally just adds plus one to a stat. And 
what's plus one in a damage formula? Mm-hmm. We don't. Is, do we not know? No. Oh, because okay. it's literally, I could not tell you the difference. Mm-hmm. The straw that broke the camel's back for me, though, mm-hmm. was so I was I was just like, okay, I've got to be doing something wrong. There's got to be something up because I'm on the third area of this video game. I am feeling no satisfaction from the, the, the progression mechanics. The story is completely losing me because I'm not enjoying the gameplay at all. Like, it's mm-hmm. just kind of, it's a bad I'm feedback missing, loop now. I'm missing something. There's yeah, like, like some I feel big, like I'm like missing I don't, something. Like, like, I haven't started equipping Materia or something. <laughs> yeah, like, like <laughs> I have piece. clearly missed a big part of the puzzle here. Mm-hmm. So I go to a forum, and I'm like, what am I doing? I present my problem. Like, what am I doing wrong? And it's just like, oh... Just keep playing until your characters hit level 10 and you can start doing class changes into better and more fun roles. I was like, oh, well, I I guess that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Because, like, the the abilities and skills that I have access to at this point, kind of bleh. I'm Mm -hmm. not really getting much from them. But, hey, it's like, oh, I look up at these other classes. It's like, oh, there's, like, a paladin who apparently is, like, really good. And there's, there's, like, a lot of other fun things that look, like... Hey, maybe that's where the fun's at after yeah. twelve hours. I guess <laughs> level ten. Geez. So, like it. I got to level ten. I've, I've finally met the level requirements for the job change. <laughs> but, 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 I lacked the bloodstones <sighs> to class change any single one of my characters. Uh, There's uh, bloodstones are another form of currency. Mm-hmm. Um, they Can come in all types. All, all of all, there, there's a bloodstone for every type of blood, like a plus, you know, a positive, blah blah blah, shit like that, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a, the gimmick they're going for here. So go to the class change menu. I can't change a single character's class, and I'm not Ugh. just like one or two off. I am way off. I am like twenty fucking points away from even one class change. And I've been doing the quests that give me bloodstones as rewards. And that's just like, you know what? Like, between the equipment, class changing, the stats not surfacing something for me here, I kind of just threw my hands in the air and gave up. Like, I'm too dumb for this game, or (laughs) it's not for me, or... Somebody somewhere has figured out something that I didn't. I'm the dummy here. Because clearly the game can't be badly designed if fucking everybody loves it. <laughs> hey, Polly, no, just... Polly, if, it's okay. If you don't like something, maybe it is possible that everyone else is wrong. That's my, <laughs> that's my life philosophy. <laughs> it's possible that the whole world is wrong and that you are right. I'm... Well, I mean, there is hashtag Polly is always right. Polly is always right. Which, that is true. But this game just kind of befuddled me. Because I mm. I think that this is, like, the first time I've been downright befuddled by... An why idea is factory this, Why is this not, like, clicking? Like, what... It, no, I, this isn't the first time an Idea Factory game has left me feeling some sort of way. Believe <laughs> me. Like, we have Fairy Fencer F. We have... Oh, jeez. Man, that game... Well, I fi- I at least finished Fairy Fencer F. You did? Yeah, I finished it. Oh my god! I mean, last week we had the uh, 
Neptunia remake. Yeah, like the Neptunia remake was bad. Like, look, this, this isn't the first time I've felt a sort of way about Idea Factory. Mm-hmm. Um, but this game, just in particular, like, it befuddled me because it's just like, I still feel like I did something wrong. Like, I'm missing something here. Because, like, I don't know why I can, t- like, look at everybody else just enjoying the fun of this thing that I can't seem to find anywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where did you all hide the Mary Skelter fun? Would somebody please tell me? Anybody? Podcast at SocksMakePeopleSexy.net. <laughs> Let me know where you found the fun in Mary Skelter, and maybe I'll play it again someday. But as it stands, it's just going to have to sit in the old pile because I just, like I don't get it. I, I think you gave it a college try there, especially going yeah, on the forum and asking, like, hey, yeah, is like, this kind I, of thing? I really felt like, like, look, I wanted to like this. Like, mm-hmm. the desire is there. I like what you're doing. I like what you're setting in front of me, video game. You got all the right theming. You got all the fun blood stuff. I like dungeon crawling. <laughs> you throw blood on girls. You throw blood on girls. That's, that might be your thing. That, yeah, Rhett. Totally not your thing, though, right? Even though you've admitted it on no. the podcast and tried to act like you never did when I brought it up. Well, this is a little different. That was Zero in Drakengard stabbing people. And <laughs> the blood yeah, John knows what I I'm mean, talking about. I mean, it's still literally the same I, I know. thing. It's like, yeah, it's just... I, I'm just messing. Man, this... Yeah, like, I just, like, this game just left me so... In such a weird mental place that it's just like, I'm not angry about this. Like, I don't... Just confused. I'm I just know this really is confused as to, like, what... Where is the disconnect? Why is this happening? <laughs> it's like, I want to like you. I really Maybe. do, but I just... I cannot keep playing you not knowing what I know now. Yeah. Not knowing this just, like... That blood, that that bloodstone thing was just like that's it. We're done. <laughs> like all F four, right click, uninstall. <laughs> we done. I wonder if it's just Labyrinth of Toho or the other ones set the bar too high for you. Well, I mean, like Labyrinth of Toho is great. I love Etrian Odyssey. Um, I, I uh, mean, even though, Q, even though, even though like. it wasn't the greatest one I've ever played, I liked Seventh Dragon as well. But um, I don't know. Like this game is just confusing to me. I can't tell you why this game is. It sounds like there are some like subtle game design language things going on that are just like kind of hard to parse out. Like just like there's something broken. Yeah. Really There's something under the broken somewhere. There's got to be yeah. something broken somewhere that that's not. I wonder if it's like you get to the next floor and then the bloodstones are fucking everywhere. Would <laughs> <laughs> not fucking surprise me. That would be my fucking luck. Like you grinded a little bit too much and you got you got to level ten just before they thought you would, and now. But it's probably it's just it's idea factory. Of course, it's not balanced. Are we mm-hmm. ready to throw it to Rhett afterward? <clears throat> I think um, John doesn't sound like he's in any condition. I'll let him decide because I thought we were going to just blast right into Sweet Yeah, I, I mean, maybe this. now is the best. Now is the best. <laughs> all right, John. John, let's go. Let's just get it all out. All right. <laughs> Literally. Get it all out. All of it. Sense. Uh, <laughs> so I've just been vomiting on Twitter about this game I'm playing because. <laughs> 
It's the only. I'm not just. It's not just on Twitter. I'm like alternating between main and private. I've got two chat rooms. I go into. I go onto the forum to complain. I'm trying to spread it out because the only <laughs> way I can get through it is just constantly complaining about it online. <laughs> I find that that's the best way to engage with literally everything, though. Is if I complain about it online, that's like the best way to handle it. And it, it's it is that's my that's my rock. I, I apologize. I, I, I for the first time I put a hashtag on a on a game I'm tweeting about <laughs> so that people can mute it because it's just it's is a physical need. Otherwise, there's no way I'm getting through it. If I can't commiserate, then there's you no needed, way. You needed the forum to give you energy to mm-hmm. help push through it. Thank you, Psychic. We, Heist we for raised that. our hands and gave you the spirit bomb. <laughs> Yeah, I appreciate it. So I remember last week when I said I played all of Sweet Code and two, Sweet Code and One in like yeah. four days. Yeah, and I hated it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you hated it. I did hate it. You did hate it. It was it was very boring and very bad. Um, I did play all of it in four days, and then I was like, mm, you know, I kind of liked some parts of that though. Maybe there's some parts of that that I kind of had a nice time with. What know. what parts <laughs> of that did you have time have a good time with Fresno? It was fun collecting the Pokemon. You you, you give me a list of 108 <laughs> people. Right, right. And then I go throughout the game and I just run around town. I talk to Phil and then Phil's like, find my cat. And then I look and see the cat and then I'm like, here you go. And then it's like, hey, do you like my cool rock? And then I say, yes. And then she says, oh, well, let me join your army. Man, there is a, um, there's a, part, <laughs> there's a part of Cold Steel 2 that you are just going to love. And I'm just filling in a list full of people, and there's something. And then as you fill in the list, your castle like fills up with people. There's something kind of oh, pleasing wow. about that. I'm pretty sure it's the only thing people remember or care about <laughs> on these games because oh, that's the only thing people talk about. I like um, your description there of like, oh, I like your rock, and they're just like, I will die for you. Conscript <laughs> me into your army. That's about how it goes. Um. So Sweet 1 was a mediocre RPG with no climax, um, and I hated it, and it was very ugly, um, but it was over very quickly, which is, you know, which is kind of nice. It was like a 13 Very considerate hour. of it. Very considerate of it. If it's going to be it's mediocre, nice <laughs> mediocre, it knows to get its fucking ass out of my house. <laughs> and so I felt so, like, I felt so unresolved because of the limp dick, miserable ending, mm-hmm. um, it's like it's like no final boss and then a three minute ending, uh, and then I was like, you know, Suicune Two directly continues from this game. Maybe I just need to like play Suicune Two, which is one that everybody loves. Right, that's right. Like, that's the good one. I mean, it's it's number ten on the sock uh, on the socks make people sexy dot net list. It is tied with both Parasite Eve and Chrono Cross. It's tied with Parasite Eve, you fucks. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, partic- I didn't participate in that list, so you can't blame me. I voted for Parasite Eve, and John voted for Parasite Eve and Chrono Cross. See, I, those are the like. Even if I don't like Chrono Cross in this situation, I'll take it. Oh, any day, yeah. Oh, <laughs> no question. So I started playing Suicune two the day after I started playing Suicune. Finished Suicune one, <laughs> and that was uh, two weeks later. And I was like immediately entranced. Because Sukone 2 came out like three years later, um, 1998 versus 1995. It came out around the same time. The first one came out well before oh. Final Fantasy VII. This one came out around the same time as Final Fantasy VIII. Yeah. And it's much prettier. They so, put a lot of, they put a lot of, the color palette is like kind of darker 
um, and the sprites are more detailed. Um, and just, they, it went from, like, the most generic, bland-ass, like, dollar store RPG aesthetic to, <laughs> like, okay, we actually, this is actually a look now. Yeah. And I appreciate that. It's got an aesthetic. It, fi- mm-hmm. it, it got itself its own look. Um, the start of the game is very good. Um, you're playing as the main character, who's a nameless protag, and Joey, his best childhood friend. And you are in an, in a reserve army unit, and the war has just ended because of a peace treaty, so you know you're going home to see your family, and it's very nice. Um, and then you wake up in the middle of the night, and the reserve army is being attacked. Hmm. And... Everybody and all you're watching your friends die that you just like walked around the the barracks talking to. They're all just dying and it's very tragic and sad. Um, and then it turns out that it's they people are yelling that it's a surprise attack by the opposing nation that you just had a peace treaty with that they're breaking the treaty. But then you sneak around and you find out that it's actually being perpetrated by your own commanding officer. Oh. And this is a fake attack to give an excuse for them to break the peace treaty and attack this nation again. So you are sacrificial pawns. And then you try to escape. And I feel like that story beat was used in a, I feel like that story beat was used in a way better game that we love. Probably. Um, I can't, I can't think of what it is off the top of my head. I'm sorry. Wait, I hope, I know. Is it a trails? And, I don't know. It's definitely not trails because me and John are in the same place. So is it Final Fantasy Tactics? I don't actually like Final Fantasy Tactics that much. I'm, I'm realizing. Well, um, there, there is, there is, a, there is. This premise is lightly touched on and used in a different way in the Trails games. Okay, you cool. remember it? It's pretty big. Ugh, my brain is. Oh yeah, I remember now. There you go. It's good. It's much better <laughs> in that game. Trails is much better than Suicoden in every single <laughs> way. Hey, sweet Coden fans, do yourself a favor. <laughs> and play a good game. Uh, so this is a very strong premise, and then you escape with your friend, um, and then you go to another town, You find and you, you, you get separated when you attack, and I have to walk you all through this. It's very important you follow the emotional okay. part I had with this game. Give, okay? me, get, give me the deeds, let's go. Trust, we're just, trust that I'm we're taking deep diving. Over. Trust that I, I'm taking you on a journey here, and it's gonna—it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be worth it. This will be better than the. <laughs> this will be better than the one-to-one walkthrough of Ocarina of Time. It will definitely. Oh be better god. Than that. Um, because I was just re- reading my Twitter thread that time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it wasn't great audio. So, you get separated from your friend, and you find and you find your other childhood lady friend your big sister and you have this really cute scene where she has like 10 really nice animations and it's just instantly like characterizes her mm-hmm. and it's really nice and i just oh i love her completely um and then you find you find your friend that you're separated from and you're in and he's being in this village being taken care of by this kindly family with a little girl um and it's very sweet so now you're all recombined but then you come back and the village has been burned to a cinder, and everybody's dead um, by the same people that killed your initial um, army, which included this this scary guy named Luca Blight. Oh boy! Oh boy, uh, Luca Blight. Uh, um. So now this girl, her parents are dead. She loves your two main characters, and you're just running away from this army of your former nation. And that's about. And then. You hook up with some old resistance people, and um, then you go fight a vampire for three hours. 
Um, and then the game just kind of forgets about Pilika, the girl, mm-hmm. the traumatized girl who you connected with. And then Joey betrays you for no reason, mm-hmm. seemingly. And then you go and spend about 15 hours doing fuck all. <laughs> and then the game just stops. And this, that's it. This doesn't sound very top 10 material to me. It just, you have like this pretty solid first like three or four hours as you're as you're like setting the stakes and whatnot, and then it just stops. It doesn't it even just, it doesn't even shit the bed. It just stops. It it has quests like you go to a school and pretend to be high school students for a while for some reason. I don't remember why. You go to this place where there's um, kobolds and winged people and humans living together but there's like racial tensions and you have to like help them get back to figure out their business and you're all like building this resistance and suddenly you're the leader of the resistance against the high the highland army and and luca blight and all this people and luca's just going from village to village just killing everybody like that we don't know why we don't know why he's doing this but he's it's very scary well he's got he's got deep reasons i'm sure um and then is yeah. Luca from the nation you're originally from? Yes. So he, why is he killing everyone in all these towns? It, he's from <laughs> the nation you're originally from. You're in the nation that you're not originally from, and oh, he's okay. killing everybody. And you're the leader okay. of the resistance. Um, and then you finally get a castle like ten hours in. And you can finally start recruiting people. Um, and it just it's just nothing. It's just it's just nothing. You just play you just play the game. That they made because they thought that you would want pretty colors on the screen and <laughs> you want to catch the people get 108. It doesn't even the thing is that that part doesn't even feel good because in Suikoden One, if you go out of your way to find a town on the world map that you're not necessarily supposed to go to, you'll immediately snag like two or three recruits. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's the same number of recruits but in a game half as long, so it's much denser with them. Oh. And and in this one, it's not just much less dense with them, but they locked them off for a very long time. I went to, like, like early on, I kept going to all these towns that I wasn't necessarily supposed to go to with, and I'd find nothing. And I'd just talk to all these people, and there'd be no... So it, it was, like, instantly, like, not rewarding me going out of my way, so I just stopped doing that. Yeah. And yeah. finally, like, at, at the end of the game, I can start recruiting people, but now it's too late. The feedback loop, that was the one redeeming thing of the first game is broken because it did not yeah. reinforce me early on. And the castle's like way more convoluted and it's full of non-named characters so it doesn't feel like you're mm. building it up the same way. Yeah, that, you, you completely lose what makes the it intimacy. feel interesting. Yeah, the intimacy. Yeah, because in Suicone 1, the only characters of the castle are people you talk to and recruit. It's very nice. Mm. And the castle's much smaller. Um, that's that's really unfortunate that there were hooks in the first game that kept you interested enough mm-hmm. to do to dive into the sequel, and they fucked those up. Because it's not the fighting. The fighting definitely not the fighting. Piss easy. It's piss easy in every game. It was piss easy right up to the end of the first game, and has been piss easy this whole time too. Mm-hmm. It's not the dungeons because all the dungeons are straight lines, um, with very brief diversions that end immediately in treasure chests. Like it's it's and then there's no like cute one-off interactions like you'd have in a later Final Fantasy game. It's just mazes, but not mazes. <laughs> yeah, it's miserable. Um, and you fight a fucking vampire for like six or seven <laughs> hours. I love it. That's the beat. I love it. That's the beat we get again. Fucking 
And he, isn't he from the first game you said? Yes! They killed <laughs> him in the first game. They spent the seven thread. hours re-resolving the worst part of the first game. <laughs> How many years is, is, is recording to after the first one? I don't know. I'm trying like, to see if we're breaking that. Yeah, I'm trying to see if we're breaking Castlevania canon here, which is every 100 <laughs> years. Oh my god. Um, it's it's just there's no threads. There's nothing to latch on to. Mm. The characters that they make you care about at the start are Pilika and Joey and Nanami and you, and they all just fade into the background. Um... But Luka, you got Luca Blight. You got Luca Blight. <laughs> barely in it. He, but he's he so fucking, cool. Like everybody talks about him. He dies a th- ten hours before the game ends, and I was like, "But that's tragic. That's, that's why it's surely, surely he's a tragic. Surely that's not it. He's a tragic icon, John. <laughs> All right, we'll get to we'll get to the fuck. <laughs> I'm going. <laughs> um. There's no threads to latch on to. It's just you. You there's. I don't care about anything that's happening or any of the people, and they don't explain why Joey betrays you. That it's so. It feels like the first game was like perfunctory and workmanlike, like it was built in a soulless RPG factory. <laughs> kind of like Tokyo <laughs> RPG Factory. Yes, like, it's made, like I said, it's a soulless RPG factory. Um, But this doesn't feel like this. This feels like there is passion behind it, in the sense that it feels like a sprawling, unedited serial fanfic, (laughs) but but not in a nice way. Oh, no. It's just just stream of consciousness. We just (laughs) made shit happen. We're not tying it into any ideas or themes, or anything. We're ju- and then anytime like a theme kind of bubbles up on accident, it's always like something really ugly. It's always like, kind of, oh, so you're just kind of a mean game, huh? But, like, is it like one of the core themes of this game? Actually, fascism is good? It kind of, it's kind of just seems like, well, which of these two divinely appointed kings deserves to rule the most? Like okay, cool. That's uh, that feels great after trails. That's real nice. Oh, yeah. There's fucking trails. You just like there's an extended part of the game where you're just like, here, let's plot out how to kill a guy. Let's just let's lure him in, and then we'll have we'll have people attack him from multiple ends. We'll murder his personal guard, and then we'll just and then as he's running away for his and fearing for his life. Then we'll have the archers come in, and then they'll sneak attack him, and then you, the player, will come up and deal the killing blow, and it's gonna feel so <laughs> epic. <laughs> you see, like the fun thing is, is like you mentioned trails, and like Cold Steel kind of has that conundrum too, of like you know you've got that whole nobility thing, and it's sort of like you know who deserves to rule more, but they ruminate on it a lot. And there are a lot of alternate viewpoints presented that aren't just, well, what if just these two people rule or have the ability to rule? Those aren't the only options. Here. The ones picked by an angel. The one picked by a fucking <laughs> angel. And given the mark of Kings. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. It's so basic and unexamined. And it, 
And like I said, the Luca death scene is like really kind of melancholic. And I had a, somebody in my mentions just be like, oh, I thought it was pretty badass, though. Like, oh, so I guess that what you just read that as cathartic then is that what the game wanted me to read that as was i supposed to feel good about that he like he like comes out he's like he tells himself like don't be afraid don't be afraid you can't die here and he's like and then he like is in the trees and he finds this jar of fireflies he's like what wait what is this and he opens it and fireflies come out and in in the night and he's just like oh why is there a jar of fireflies how's that about they should just I should behead whoever put did that stupid thing. But he's obviously just like, oh, that's that's pretty. And then they, we're just kind of watching it. And then the fireflies were a signal for the archers, so they just and then they that's they know where to shoot him. Oh just my shoot God. him! That's how they shoot him dead. <laughs> they fought. this guy runs away, and then he's like, oh, I can't die here. I can't die here. Oh, there we go! Kill him! And then the player comes in. And then you have a one-on-one fight, but he has like ne- like ten percent of his HP, and you have full HP, so there's no chance of him winning. And you just boom, right him over the head, and then he dies. <laughs> I love and that, like the like, like the jar of fireflies thing is really fucking with me because that is so fucking contrived. Like, why would that be there? It's it's literally my favorite scene in the game because like if it was a good game, it would be they would like examine the. The kind of the feels badness of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like, is it? Uh, there's like two some... things going on there where it's like the fireflies feel like Japanese symbolism for death. I think. Mm-hmm. I think there's. I think there's some connection like fireflies in the afterlife in Japanese culture. But mm-hmm. the other thing you is, you see like, it a lot. Yeah, you fight him, and he's got like ten percent health. Does he attack you at all? Um, he he gets like one. No, he you, he gets one shot in on you. Uh, because it's like, yeah, you know, in, in uh, Dark Souls, when you get Sif down to low health, and he's just yeah, it's dragging that. That like, is the. So that's are the they scene. leaning into it at all? They're not. That's okay. they're they're completely leaning into it in the presentation of the scene, but they don't okay. follow up on it at all. The intent yeah. is for it to feel bad, but then that's it. They just don't. They just don't do anything with that. Like mm-hmm. it's all like. Well, that's the cost of war as well. Oh, God. <laughs> but it's, yeah, the positing and fucking rumination that game does on quote-unquote war is pretty fucking laughable. It's so basic. It's so empty. I it's, think the more you compare this to Trails, the worse it gets. Oh, it really does! No comparison. Like if Trails didn't exist... When Trails didn't exist when this came out... Yeah. It was tolerable. Mm-hmm. Um, something, whatever, somehow they fiddled with the EXP curve, which is the same, it's the same basic curve as Trails. Um, somehow, whatever they did in, tra- in Sweet Code 2 made it feel like it matters even less in the first game. Like, you just don't care about level. <laughs> it just doesn't. Like, there's no actual friction in any of the systems. Oh. It's just, and then all, they have this, like, tactics RPG that plays out. It's bad. And it's bad. And also, you never actually get to play it. It always, like, cuts <laughs> out after, like, five turns with some story resolution, and then the enemy runs away. Mm-hmm. Like, it's never actually just a game you play. It's always... A it's contri- a set piece. It's a set piece for some story scene that doesn't go anywhere and doesn't feel good. Um, so you kill Luca Blight. You fucking... You gank him. Um <laughs> And then and then you go fight the vampire for five hours. <laughs> Yay! The best part! Immediately. 
It's like, but oh, it's like cool, it's, it, actually... it means a lot because the vampire was in the first game. It's a cool callback, John. It's literally just they're just whacking it off over the page. Like, here we go. Here, put this on the game. Check it's it fine. out. We made a reference. We did it, boys. We invented video game references. <laughs> invented story. It is, it is, there are no, it just doesn't feel like there are any writers involved. At this, in <laughs> this, this is game. like definitely a game that sounds more and more like it was put together by programmers as in yes. every aspect of it was put together by programmers. These people know what an RPG looks like and they know how to imitate it. They don't know why any part of an RPG is the way it is and they don't know why stories are the way they are. They just like, well, it's our job to make this game, so let's make this RPG, I guess. A character died in Final Fantasy IV once, so we probably got to put that in there. Um... <laughs> 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 uh... And the thing is, like, they obviously... Apparently, this was the game that they pitched first, was Suikoden yeah, 2. Yeah. And then they went back, and then Konami was like, this is too risky. And then they pitched Suikoden 1 as like, a, well, here's a safer, based on an old Chinese novel. It'll, you know, this is fine. This this will be a much smaller, safer bet, and we can get it out before Final Fantasy 7. Mm-hmm. Um, so, obvious, so the way it feels playing it is that Suikoden 1 is the, just to build like a Pat-esque narrative here. Suikoden 1 is the game they didn't give a shit about. And you feel that playing it. So Coden 2 is the game they were actually enthusiastic about making, and it's worse. <laughs> when they tried, it turned out worse than when they weren't. <laughs> and that's so sad. Because <laughs> like wow, so, Cone... so there it is though, that you saying that this game is actually worse. I think it's worse than Sweet Coden 1. Oh my god. Because again, there's no the the systems felt better in Sweet Coden 1. Like leveling felt like it mattered. Collecting party members felt basically basically felt good. This it, the 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 pacing doesn't something they failed with the pacing. The recruiting doesn't feel good anymore. The leveling doesn't feel like anything. John, it doesn't feel good. John, John, <laughs> yeah, it's number ten. <laughs> oh fucking! So I read that list <laughs> when, I playing, um, when I was prepping after reading playing Sweet Coden one. I was like, do I want to play two? And I got to see one of our socks faithful wax poetic about <laughs> Luca Blight. <laughs> and then cite his actual motivation for just wanting to kill everybody, which has not been explained in the game. And a friend told, a friend let it slip that it really doesn't get explained why he was sacrificing all these people to the beast rune. I guess because he's just so evil. Oh, man. Um, so you read this top ten list. I your your beloved socks friend. Oh, your no. socks um, <laughs> and and it list and it does say not only is Luca just so evil and that's pretty badass. He's like he's like he's just like a dog chasing a car, you know. Um, <laughs> he lives in a society. Lives in a society, and but he also has this tragic backstory because he was made by war really so it's this cycle of violence um and i haven't seen that in the game yet i talked to a friend who played the game and he said i don't remember anything about luca's tragic backstory and apparently that's because it was just retconned in after the fact in a magazine <laughs> and not only that it's like a gross rape backstory rape as backstory like, oh good oh, okay. oh good the best it's kind like, 
So we retconned him that Luca's only the way is only murdering thousands of people because he was a rape victim, I guess. Because we read Berserk and thought it was badass. Oh my oh god. god. Uh, but that's not in the game. There's nothing in the game. I, I, that's part of why I thought, well, surely Luca's not actually dead. Because right. I thought that they would um, bring up that they had to bring up the backstory. He doesn't have a backstory. Oh, He's well, just. He just kills people, and there's no reason for it. And it's just like every other RPG villain from the 80s that was just evil for the sake of evil. There's nothing good about Luca Blight. He sucks. <laughs> what year did this game came out? come out? 1998. So you know what else came out in 98 in the States is Pokemon Red. And remember the, the rival in that? He's just a dick for no reason. <laughs> You fuckers, ever, like, four different people have brought that up today, and it's, it's like, the hive mind thing traveling around Twitter today. Rhett Blue rocks because he serves a, a specific purpose in the story, and he does it very effectively. He doesn't need to be deeper than he is, and is legitimately cool when he's the final boss. And he's the best rival. <clears throat> um, <laughs> I feel strongly about this. Uh, so Luca's just evil for the sake of evil, and the only reason people care about him is because at least he injects conflict and energy into the story, which is otherwise completely lacking in it. And now that the, he's dead, the game has been turgid, and nothing's <laughs> happened, and you got, it you got sucks the, shit. You got a cool vampire. It's a reference to the first game. <laughs> which, again, extended premeditated plan for how to murder the vampire in which he is backed into a corner and then begging for his life and then you fucking gank him. John. Just boom! John. This almost sounds like a comedy game. John. John. Yeah? John. He's an evil vampire. It's number 10. <laughs> the, re- the backstory that's retconned in, in a magazine and it's not even good. Um... It just makes it worse. <laughs> Oh, the best villain ever. Oh, my best, God. The best... I got linked, like, five separate articles about why Luca Blight is the best and most badass villain of all time. Oh, my like, God. I apply, I apply the logic to my video game villains the same way I do uh, when you have to confirm that you got a, 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 a speedrunning world record. And my, my good friend uh, Toad goes by the adage of no vid, no did. Which uh, what I would basically mean in, in, in this video game sense is that if we don't see this tragic backstory, it doesn't exist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We do see him torture and kill a woman on screen. So well, that's she great. probably deserved it. No, it's just a village lady orders her to squeal like a pig, and she does, and then walk around on all fours. It's weirdly horny. Um, uh, it's pretty uncomfortable, that, and the game doesn't go back to that at all. Of that's, course. that's It's pretty great. Lucas, so and he's not okay, even. So and also, like to be that. clear, to be clear, he's not even hot. He's not hot <laughs> with how he's with how he's a sadistic, evil, murder dog. It's it's so much. He's so nothing. Like my brain immediately compares him with like Kefka in my head because Kefka's also just yeah. kind of. But Kefka is well written. Nothing. Yeah, Kefka is like funny. Yeah, Kefka is funny, and there's a genuine derangement there that, while it's cartoonish, it's mm-hmm. it, it, it can be uh, it, it can be sort of frightening and believable. And he's not 
badass. No, he's they not. Never, he sucks. They never tried to make him indulgent. Like, Luca's supposed to be cool. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. When you talk about him killing that woman, like, that that's, makes me think, oh, that's how you could see his death as cathartic. Is He's really awful. Yeah, he sucks. He sucks a yeah. lot. But... So I can get people being like, oh, I'm so glad he's fucking dead. Yeah, he almost kills a kid on screen. <laughs> it's pretty great. He, he's, he, he's the only <laughs> thing you giggled when you said that. He's the only <laughs> thing. This is from the. Those are both from the beginning of the game where there's still like energy, and you think maybe it's going oh. somewhere. <laughs> and it's like, okay, he's. We got a scary villain. We got th- four characters I care about. Let's see where this goes. And the answer is nowhere, because they kill the they kill the villain, and there's still ten hours of game left. And we don't know why any of the villains want anything. And we don't know why any of the heroes want anything. But they got a uh, they got cool vampire from the first game. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> He's just so I've got so much. So I've got the vampire. Like, yeah, you said the vampires like towards the start of the game as well. Like after yeah, that it's, initial, this is a multi arc vampire. So it sounds like. You've got the vampire arc at the start, and then Luca dies, and then there's another vampire arc. It sounds like he's in this game more than the first one. He's in this game more than Luca. (laughs) (laughs) That might not be an exaggeration. He might be on screen more than Luca. (gasps) If you count the first game, he has as many boss fights. Uh, Oh, dear lord. So, I think I've got, like, three hours of game left. I'm sorry I couldn't finish it before the podcast. I don't think it's going to pull things back around. Based on the first game having the the, the least ending. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Suikoden sucks, y'all. <laughs> I haven't... I, I, keep, I told Polly, I keep a list of every book, game, TV show, or movie I ex- have experienced this year. It's color-coded. It's very nice. So when I say this is my least favorite story I've engaged with this year, y'all know I mean it. Yeah, like this is this is the real stuff. Like this, I've not yeah. heard I've not heard John Thayer this this uh, have this Incense. much have this much vitriol for one thing in a while. John, oh. you have to close out the trilogy though. I mean, they were no, really intended. No, as no, no, one, no, 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 no. They were intended as two games, games and then three, <laughs> and then there were four and five. Yeah. I... I'm positive three and five are better. Like, there's no way they're not. That I'm not that. I know that sounds like it's building up to me playing them. It's no. not. I'm free. I playing two was the mistake. I'm not going to make a second mistake. I already. I already. Fool me once. It. Fool me once. Shame on me. He's Fool me a, twice. <laughs> shame, really shame on me. As if he says, "You are Swico done with this shit." <laughs> Um, so this series is dead and good riddance. <laughs> um, and nobody on my entire, I have not had a, anybody jumping to this game's defense in my mentions. I have had about 10 people be like, finally, someone else said it. <laughs> like, like there is just seething bile for this game that I have. I There's not seething bile, bile for this game, but you go look at every fucking RPG list on the, uh, from that on generation. IGN.com, and it's so ridiculous. RPG like ever. socks make people sexy. <laughs> <Top 10. laughs> our our standards, like at that time when that game came Listen, out, we were so much lower that we've never revisited it and thought even for a second, hey, maybe that's bad. We just, like, nobody's replayed that game. Nobody's replayed Swicoden yeah. 2. Who wants to play Swicoden 2 in 2019? Fucking I mean, like, nobody. 
there have been like three or four articles on Kotaku this year about mm, the classic this classic hidden gem series that nobody talks really? about. Sweet Coden. Uh, Jason Trier led a lot of it. Um, Heather Alexandra wrote a lot of pieces. <laughs> she's she's the she's the one um, other Sweet Coden fan I know. So that she's the only person I've felt bad about tweeting how me how bad, much I hate yeah, it. She's also the person that like made up ridiculous bullshit about Persona Five having a slur in its song, and she never tried to confirm that. She just went with it and then had oh, to nice. retract it later. Oof. So, I'm sure three and five are better. Three, three, they are very ugly. Like they are, they are PS2 ass RPGs. Oh like yeah, they, yeah. They are, oh right. They are, three especially is just grotesque looking. Oh yeah, um, yeah. And they're like sixty I hours. That's the good one though. <laughs> three is the good one for reals. Where where did it end up on the PS2 list? Because now we have people. Now we have people oh, that wait. play PS2 games and their kids. So they're nostalgic for Sweet Coden 3. And they're the ones writing the list now. I don't like Sweet Coden. Don't like this series. Mm. I have not felt this much bile for just an RPG like this. Like, I'm trying to think Almost of like other ones. A game in general, it seems like. Yeah. Um, I think Saga 3 is similarly, like, just barren. There's nothing to latch on to in that one. The, the Game Boy Final Fantasy Legend 3. Mm. Um, I would rather play Secret of Mana again. Because that game has, like, teeth. Mm-hmm. It's like a dungeon crawler, even if it feels bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I asked my friend that hates Suikoden and hates Xenogears which one he would prefer between the two, and he said Xenogears, absolutely Xenogears, <laughs> which made me happy. Um, so, all right, I think that's yeah. Is that okay. is that? <laughs> I'm looking through the Gen Six list right now. Do we have a Suikoden sighting? Uh- Oh, we've got several, because remember, there are several games. Okay, there it is. Uh, coming in at number 126 Woo! is Sweet Code in Tactics, nice. cho- chosen by Beepner. <laughs> oh, thanks, Colin. The, uh, one, of the, one of the people being like, oh, yeah, Sweet Code actually sucks, John. <laughs> Sorry. After that, coming in at number 108, oh, ironic number, I didn't even realize That is the a time, very funny number, yeah. Is Sweet Code in 5. Mm. Uh-huh. Chosen by Doctor No. Mm. Thank you, Doctor No. Not then, putting y'all on blast. I'm sure. I'm sure they're lovely. And then coming in <sighs> at number. Wait, I, I lost it. Sixty-four. Sweet Coden three. Okay. Chosen by Pixel Crusher and Doctor No, and a very ugly screenshot there. Oh, that uh, that one's that's cool. a lot lower than number ten. It's a lot lower than number ten. Yeah. Uh, Sweet Code and Four are apparently not making the list. Oh, surprise! Somehow. Surprise! I watched some footage of that one, and I'm not surprised. Uh, number ten is Grandia Two. Just as a that's a pretty good. Uh, that's a pretty good. This is a much stronger list, I would say, than yeah. <laughs> number nine, Persona Three. Oh, I think we had our thinking caps on for that list. Yeah. Number mm. seven, Tales of Symphonia. I'm just listing RPGs that are better. Mm. I don't want to. I don't want to play RPGs right now. Like we're oh, done. Number three, Persona we're Four. Done. I don't want to play any RPGs right now. <laughs> RPGs are... I, I played a... I did a bunch of other game stuff that made me really happy, and then every time I would go to game... Back to Sweet Code 2 and be like, actually, games are terrible. <laughs> Alright. I've, I've said my piece. Thank you all for listening. Do, the, listening. I, I, I'm sure that... I'll do a little, quick follow-up on how the ending disappointed me next time, but... <laughs> because we're, there, there's no doubt at this point. <laughs> we need closure. Right.
Hopefully the game gives you a little bit. Oh my god. Oh, uh, there's a true ending too that you have to collect like yeah. all the characters oh, for. Fucking course. Uh-huh. With a net with a special final boss. Um I don't I'm gonna look it up on YouTube later. I don't yeah. think it's gonna make redeem the game for me. <laughs> I I have almost eighty characters. Like I didn't I didn't Oh my god. I actually went did the work there. When when Luca died and you were just like befuddled that there was a third of the game left, I looked on game FAQs to be like, because you were like, he, he probably comes back. Like you were in denial mode, basically. Like, you know, denial than acceptance. I thought <laughs> he were, had a backstory he had to share. <laughs> you were in denial that he was actually dead, even though he very extremely dies on screen. Yeah. <laughs> so I So I went to a game FAQs and just searched Luca. I don't think he's coming back, John. It's fine. It's he, fine. Like the name comes up in the ending, so that's how I saw that there were multiple endings that all have like extremely similar dialogue, anyways. Mm-hmm. Cool. But, yeah. Oh man. Oh, I wish video games were better than I. I hope video games there... are better than this someday. Yes, someday when Trails in the Sky happens, like ten years afterwards. Oh my God, Trails is so much better. It was so much better, and it's so similar in a lot of ways. It's a pot. I'm done. It's done. <laughs> I've washed, washed my hands. He this. has to be done. Like his soul can take no more. Oh, I wish I was watching Sword Art Online. I wish I was watching Sword Art Online instead of playing more Sweet Code. Oh, there was a there was a much better reference you could have done there. Yeah. What? What? Say it. Tell me. I know. <laughs> we know. We know. We all know. We know. I don't know. So simple more simple gear. gear. <laughs> simple got... gear G was pretty bad though. I didn't really much care for that one. Let's... I don't understand. How oh, you... man. <laughs> I was real bored watching Simple Gear G. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where at. Oh man, I, uh, you had me for a bit. You started to say, act like you were going to watch th- season three, anyways. I, I bumped up, I bumped up season one to back to a six because I was like, okay, I oh. did actually like that one more. But then I did go okay. back, bump season two down to a four because I was like, okay, I really didn't like that. One. <laughs> fine, fine. <laughs> I, I I kept the I kept the original rating for Rat. What else do you want from me? And then you bumped it down again. I bumped, I bumped. No, I didn't bump season one down. We're good. I, you bumped two back. I down. stole a point from two and gave it to oh one. Oh my god! Seems right to me. Fine. <laughs> oh. Even though, John is season two better than one. No, season one's better. It has more Miku. I I I, re- I had to just think about it and be like, nah. okay, fine. Yeah, season one's better. Anyways. We're not oh. talking about Sweet Coden anymore. We're not talking about fucking Sweet Coden anymore. <laughs> Until Simple next Gear. week. Simple Gear is nicer. Like, I think it, like, I was just as bored, but it at least, like, isn't overtly evil. <laughs> yeah, there's no... It's not, like, fascism. <laughs> there's no fascism in Sweet Code, in Simple This Gear. whole Sweet Coden thing just sounds like, I am fighting this war to end all wars. Like, oh, through genocide, cool. And, like, my way, you know? Yeah. That whole, like, super noble, like, I must fight to end wars is just generic and completely unrealistic. If it's I fight to don't end the sh- war and just insert my own will above yeah. everybody else's, huh? Exactly. Maybe I wonder my will will tri- if maybe I, I was the dictator. Maybe my will will triumph over theirs. <sighs> JRPGs it's, are a trip, man. This, these, it's, 
it's it has nothing to say about war. It does not actually no, know anything. No, it's actually not a game war. about war. <laughs> no, or no. trauma. Or no trauma. Language. No. Or or anything. It's got a vampire in it. <laughs> I miss Lord Nash. Lord Nash He's, sounds pretty that, good right about now. Lord Nash is also you knew a what weakness is to use him on. Exactly. Arafel's a whole game about fighting vampires. Arafel's much better. I really miss Arafel. <laughs> Playing Swakoden makes me miss Arafel. Oh my god. It's so much closer to being like an actually playable thing. Man, I hope that the RFL developers never listen to this show because we bag that Pun. game so hard. It's okay. We established they earlier that no one's listened. They name search on Twitter for it. As long as you know a tweet, we're good. Yeah. yeah. Man, don't name search on Twitter. That's dumb. Or you can, just don't then reply yeah, to people. Yeah, just don't fucking reply to people. Like, I'll search for my games on YouTube all the time, Mm -hmm. but I don't really reply to them. That's a little weird. I give all my games super generic names so that I can't search for them. (laughs) It helps me keep me me honest. Mm. Bullet Maze was super easy to search until Super Mario Odyssey came out. Oh. There was, like, a Bullet Bill Maze. (sighs) And I got decimated in the search rankings. Imagine (sighs) that. You got beat by a Mario game. Who would have thought? Yeah. Rat. Dear friend. Thank you. I was waiting for the throw. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I forgot about... I Look, yeah. I'm very tired. I'm all pooped out, literally. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anything. I'm sorry for keeping, hang, keeping you in limbo so long, Rhett. No, it's fine. What have you been up to? Unfortunately, I'm not really going to bring some any positivity just yet. Oh, great! Good! <laughs> let's just keep it... To, let's just keep it a downer. We'll just... Keep it in a downer episode. Uh, We've been going an hour and a half on misery. We can do another hour and a half of misery. We got oh, it. I do not. I do not have an hour and a half to talk about these two games. Oh goodness. Uh, I finished Minoria. Oh, hey, I know oh. that game. Yeah. So Polly already backed on this one enough. I don't think there's too much to say here. Uh, this was the next game from the Momodora developer, mm-hmm. and it just. I wanted to like this game. I just really don't feel did. Good to play. It doesn't. I 100% of this game trying so hard. I literally 100% of that game because it's like I know there's <laughs> something here. There has to be. There has to be. I was so done by the point I finished it and went, "Yep," and uninstalled it. You like I think Did you find any of the new weapons and shit they added? Because like I know that like I mean, I guess they, there's they they're very like, similar. They had, like, a whole bunch of new weapons and stuff that weren't there when I played it. So. Yeah. Oh, good, because the game wasn't finished. <laughs> I had it's definitely... not even that. It's just, like, they have very slightly different attack animations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's, like, I don't know, they're different colors. Mm-hmm. They all have, they literally all have, like, a 1.0 attack damage modifier. Yeah. I think there's a soup ladle that is 0.25, and that's the only weaker weapon. And that but, that so game like, has a weird experience system that I'm not. I don't understand why it needs. Yeah, it. leveling. Don't know what. Literally, don't know what it does. It gives you uh, extra HP, but everything in the game seems to do damage based on percentage. That game is hilarious because like most of the regular enemies will do over half your life. Yeah, in a single hit. They will fuck and then you, you up get, hard. Yeah. So it's like, and then you get these upgrades that are like. Heal 5% life when you kill an enemy. It's like, dog, if I am not at full health, I'm going to die on the next hit. Why would I ever? And they're pretty generous with, you know, your 
Estus flask. With your Estus, and, and like, there's save points everywhere. There's way too many save yeah. points. I cannot believe how many there were sometimes. It, that game feels like, like they wanted to make a hard game, and then they bailed because testers yeah. found it too hard. So like they, the their solution, ra- rather than balancing the game in the same way that Reverie yeah. Under the Moon was balanced, they decided to just like add more uh, save points so that if you die, you don't really lose that much progress. It's crazy. It's like, hey, maybe if everything didn't hit like a truck that would kill you in two hits, like that's why dying feels bad is because you get grazed and you're dead and you're like, what the fuck? So yeah. losing progress that way sucks. Or you like you rolled and you didn't quite get out of the enemy's yeah. touch box and it's real dumb and it feels bad. Yeah. So or you like, comboed everything... or you comboed into contact damage. Well, luckily they oh. fixed that. Yeah. That doesn't happen anymore. Con- to- yeah. Contact yeah, damage. On launch, right? Contact damage is not as a full hit anymore. Contact damage even... at launch did more, sometimes did more <laughs> than actual enemy attacks. That's crazy. That's that's so crazy. And like, right as like... I was going to refund the game, a patch came <laughs> out and it was it. like, oh, now it just does like one third of what it used to. Yeah, so it's like, if an enemy attack does half your life, touching them will do like 20% or something. Yeah. So it's not immediately killing you yeah but it, any either way it's like if enemies did a little less damage so you didn't just com- die and have no realization that you were in danger at all mm-hmm. like they could easily get rid of a lot of the save points yeah mm-hmm. there are so many in the, there's that part where you get trapped in the the prison yeah and it's not tense at all because there are safe points there's, fucking like everywhere. yeah like every two screens there's a save point yeah I so it's like fast, like you just kind of like a net one where you just go down and then save or something. Yeah, it, they're bonfires. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, and it's just that game does atmosphere incredibly fucking well, mm-hmm. and then like nothing else. Again, like I'll say it, I, I don't like this. Is very clearly not the game he wanted to make. Yeah, it's oh. just. Right, right around the time I was playing this, I saw a video on the animation on Hollow Knight, mm-hmm. and you know how in that game when you get hit, there is like a twenty frame hit stun. Yeah, like and mm-hmm. like a big boom, <laughs> like you fucking get hit in that game. Yeah, Min- Minoria doesn't have that. It doesn't have any like the indication that you anything. the indication that you get hit is so subtle, and there's no like gentle pause or anything to yeah. it. They took like, and this is all shit. Momodora Reverie Under the Moonlight has. Like that I'm game has hit that game has hit stun out the ass. And Minoria That's... is just like everything like it always just felt like things flailing at one another to me while yeah, playing definitely. that game. Even your attacks, especially, you know, you do your little combo and then don't feel anything yeah. like hitting an enemy. Yeah. The only memorable thing about combat in that game is the dumb roll sound effect. <laughs> that is incredibly accurate for anybody who's just the role is yeah the sound effects in general they don't feel like fit they are all like made from like an action script three generator they're made they're made to sound like nintendo sound effects but you're making a game that looks like a ps1 ps2 game and it doesn't quite work yeah so the 
the sound effect for rolling is just like a noise wave and it's like it sounds like it sounds like it's saying badonkadonk it sounds like to me sounds like she's farting well she got that big old ass when she runs so hey you never know she got some legs she got legs for days God, there's one character who just her entire role is to stand around and be like, "Check out my tits. check out these tits." Like her standing animation is just standing with her hands in front of her waist, breathing, to, to and her push boobs her are just going out. up and down. And <laughs> up. it's like, come on. <laughs> At least Titty Witch in Reverie Under the Moonlight made sense. It was tasteful. It was funny. This is just like, yeah, come on, man. This gratuitous. <laughs> Uh, and then the game doesn't really do anything interesting with the story by the end. No. And I really wanted I, it to. I liked I liked the idea and the premise like of what they yeah. were going for, so much so that I jacked some of it for a story that I'm writing. <laughs> yes. I think you'll be able to do it better. I probably will, yep. So, I believe it seems like there would be multiple endings because of a choice you get to make at the end. Mm, there are, there are. But then I literally couldn't find any YouTube videos of the other ending. <laughs> they, they're the endings are different, but either way, it doesn't make much sense. Oh, oh! Like mm. I didn't find either ending to be all that satisfying. And the only thing that's really majorly different is you get a more elaborate uh, credits scroll from the normal or from the uh, true ending. From the power leaking ending. The fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, that's Hollow Knight. <clears throat> yeah. The last boss was a real bitch. You thought so? He... I thought the last boss was stupid easy. The so the, like, the first form was kind of nothing, mm -hmm. and then I just I just kept getting clipped by the second boss. See, and, the like... only boss that kept clipping me was the fucking dragon. Dragon, I got on my pretty easily because oh right. I had one of those extra weapons mm -hmm. that that you would do your combo, and at the end of it, it would shoot a little wave out. Oh, yeah. But but that wave was only doing one HP of damage, oh. so it wasn't actually helping. Mm -hmm. It was just letting me give, let it, giving me something to do, so that I had the patience, so that when it did the one attack, I knew I was safe to attack oh. to jump in on. I would just jump in on that one attack, and then That's... I would just run half screen away and just be like, "I'll chill over here." Because you, you won't pin me to the left as long as I'm far enough away. Yeah, yeah that like that boss was a that boss was a bitch. That's the only one I had real yeah. problems with. That was like a six minute fight because I was just being super patient and waiting for just this one tell. Yeah, that was safe. Yeah, but the last the last boss, I just banged my head against for like two hours. <laughs> oh man, maybe not quite that long, but it was like I'm not giving up until I beat this fucking thing. <laughs> I need to be. I need to be done with this. That whole, I mean, the whole last area in general was like, yeah, I kind of get what you're going here for, but I'm just kind of done with this. Man, I that game. I swear to God, like it just, it just disappoints me so much. Like of, of all the games that I played this year that I've been disappointed by, I feel like Aww. this is this is the one where it's just like I didn't want to be let down. This is the one that I thought. Aww. Like this has got to be a sure shot. Like, like I, like I kind of think, like 
Like, Indivisible, yeah, like, I could see that being a letdown. Mary Skelter. Yeah, that was a pretty big letdown. Like, Mary Skelter, it's Idea Factory. It's a, come on. Idea Factory. I mean, you, and you played that last year. And I played that, no, I didn't try that game oh, until the first okay, time. right. Yeah, we, like. We bought it last year. Yeah, we mm-hmm. bought it last year, but we didn't play it until this year. <laughs> As it goes on Steam. But, um, yeah, but like, this... uh, there's just something that stuck in my craw about this game for a long time after finishing it where yeah. it's just like I can't believe how disappointed I am with this and how I still wish it was better. Oh god. I think it's just cuz it's so sad. Yeah, yeah like there's just something that feels very personally bad about this game. Mm-hmm. Like again, like it just like even the creator just doesn't seem all that happy about it. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, I hope they're not name searching our podcast to listen to this. I sincerely doubt it. I know, <laughs> I know, but it's like I understand you being disappointed with this because the fr- literally the next thing you did after beating it was just play Reverie Under the Moonlight again. Yeah, I played Reverie <laughs> Under the Moonlight again, and it was a super satisfying experience. Yeah. Whereas for me, it's like because I was braced by you being so disappointed by this. This wasn't it was, a shock. It wasn't a shock, and it was pretty much exactly what I expected. Mm. I'm surprised you finished it. Like I like I thought that this was going to be a game where you would get halfway through and just be like, "Yeah, I'm not feeling it." Luckily, I mean, I guess the one thing you can say about it is, is like Reverie on the Moonlight. It's pretty short. Yeah, yeah. This is definitely like one, a bit bigger. It's like once I got to the dun- see, I, I uh, the dungeon area or the prison. I like what they're doing there. Mm-hmm. Like. You see the framework of ideas here, and the yeah. atmosphere in this game is so good. Yeah, and it just flubs the fundamentals so hard. That's what's frustrating. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh man, I went on their Twitter again. Oh no, oh, no! Like, immediately, like in the last three days, like next level sad tweets. Oh no! Oh, <laughs> oh god! Oh man! Okay, maybe we need to move on from the. Yeah. Maybe this game is banned from discussion. Now. This get like. Oh. <laughs> Friend, I'm so I sorry. feel very like yeah, like I hate kind of shitting on like like I, and I don't even think I'm shitting on this game and pointing out the things that are bad about it because I so desperately wanted this game to be good, and it's just not. And then you know the story, like leading into why this game exists, you know, like in that he wanted to do a 3D game and everybody was like, "Fuck you, no, oh. don't do that." And then that's how this game came to be. Oh, I read. I just read those tweets, and I feel like not talking about this game anymore. Oh no, it's really I, I'm, bad. I'm probably just gonna save myself the the sadness and not look because I don't. Oh think wait, I'm sorry. I already DM'd y'all. Oh no. Okay, I'm gonna have to do it then. Let's just go ahead, and I'll take the live reaction right here on good old Twitter. Let's right, see. Let's see. What do we got? Uh, part of me wants the people to play this weird game I'm working on, but the other part is sacred because I know it is an extremely, extremely niche project that I should probably not really... Oh, no. Oh, no. This should be thinking about... Oh, no. Oh, yeah, this is starting to get bad. Okay, I can't read this. No, not right yeah. now. Oh, and then John didn't th- even send me the ones I saw that are worse, I feel. Oh, Thread 2. Thread 2, the, is the third tweet in that one is just... It's very, very rough. Okay, we. I we really need to move on. This, is, move this on. is uncomfortable. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah, like the last thing I'll say about that matter oh. is someone has to stop me from pursuing weird projects and put me on track of projects that hold appeal to people. 
Oh, jeez. Oh, it's just that's... Oh, I mean... It's so sad that knowing that that is kind of where this game came from. I think if you're trying to make a game with the intent of making money, like making something appealing, you have is to appeal. Something you have to consider. You know, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Adamine in chat asks, they scrapped the three D game they were making, and yeah, because yeah. a lot of people fucking freaked out that they weren't making a follow up to Momodora. And then they made this follow up to Momodora, and people didn't like that either. So, yeah, mm-hmm. like this is like the literally the worst this could have turned out for uh, this developer, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> uh, man, people that play games are shit. I hate them. Yeah. I hate them oh, so no. much. And <sighs> they keep. Can we move on to something else? We probably yeah. should, because now I've got a sad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I played one other game. Oh, yeah? Was it good? <laughs> wasn't, what? wasn't quite as disappointed by this one. Okay, thank God. But I was still pretty disappointed. <laughs> oh, no! I have a very positive one I can bring up, so we can drop that whenever okay. we levity this, behind. We will have an arc to this podcast that eventually moves up. Can this be and redeemed? <laughs> And right now we're at the bottom, I think, between... <laughs> the dark Sweet middle Coat chapter of the Sox cast is here. <laughs> okay. Uh, remember a couple months ago I played Dishonored 2? Oh, yeah! I didn't really like it that much. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, I played the expansion they released, Dishonored 2, Death of the Outsider. Mm. And I was very... I felt like... When I played Dishonored 2, I was way too focused on just consume game, finish it, and move on to the next one. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm at a more relaxed place right now. And I'm like, okay, I'll just play this, play this expansion and just live in it for a bit. And I, so I really tried to give it its space and try to enjoy it. And I just kind of really didn't that much. Because uh... <laughs> And then I looked on Metacritic afterwards. It's like, oh, yeah, people generally just did didn't. not like this one even as oh, much as the no. second game. Well, that's... They, they do some interesting things with your powers. Like, they really kind of clean up and streamline it in some interesting ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got... You know, like Detective Vision in the Batman games, you've got one skill that lets you stop time, leave your body, and just fly around the environment to tag enemies and look at stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you can even set warp points when you're in that mode so that when you are back in real time, you can just warp to them if you can see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have another one. So the, your your blink equivalent in this one is just basically the same thing where you can just kind of teleport forward to points that you mark and you can telefrag into enemies which is fun <laughs> and the last skill they give you is you can choke someone out and disguise as them and then just walk around as that npc and everyone else b- will be cool with it that's excellent that's fun and that's that one's that one's interesting because the problem with these games is that the difference between killing an enemy and and incapacitating them is usually just that the incapacitates take a few seconds longer mm-hmm. So to use the disguise, though, they have to still be alive. So it gives you some reason to, like, oh, I can't kill this guy because yeah. I want to use him as a, as a disguise later. And it's kind of crazy that it's taken, like, five games for them to 
get that po- to that point of like, oh, hey, let's have some meaningful reason to not kill <laughs> other yeah. than the game talking down to you at the mm-hmm. ending. Because when I say five, there were two expansions for the first game yeah. and then the second game and then this. Mm-hmm. Took him a while. So otherwise, though, there is no tracking of good or evil in this one. Like, you can kill anybody, everybody, and the game doesn't moralize you for that. Probably for the best. Probably for the best, because I started playing this doing an, a no-kill run, because that's how I ended up playing the second game. Mm-hmm. Even though I started I started the second game doing a full kill-everybody run, and then switched. So in this, I started doing a no-kill run, and then switched. <laughs> Because I got frustrated on just dying constantly. And I was just like, man, fuck this. And I just threw a grenade into a room full of soldiers. <laughs> and they all exploded. And I just ran in and stabbed the others. And suddenly it was watched. satisfying. And suddenly I was having fun with the game. Weird. Weird how that works. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> man, the fucking sword combat in this game is so ridiculous. Because you do a little bit of damage, like one or two attacks, and then it goes into a kill animation. Mm-hmm. And the kill animations are, like, so obscenely over the top, (laughs) where it's, like, you slash at their leg and just cut their leg clean off. As they're falling, you cut through their torso and cut them in half, and then cut through their neck as they, like, pass through your sword again. It's just, like, you just remember this shit. You know, you know... Two two of these injuries were not necessary for the death and or incapacitation of your target. So, like... You finish a room full of enemies, and it'll just be like, oh, yep, limb, head. And, like, for whatever reason, you can pick all these objects up and throw them around, like, physics and box. It's just just ridiculous having, like, this pile of body parts after you're done. Yeah, that's pretty great. Like, I've always wanted to use the the heads of... The severed heads of mine enemies. You can can throw them at other enemies if you want. (laughs) That'd be great. That'd be a great There's way to new... freak people out. That'd be great stealth yeah. mechanic. It's just like, hey, here's your friend's head. And then have the AI react yeah. to that. If if they actually did, it, in reality, though, they would just be like, oh, no, what's that? Huh? <laughs> like a very generic, like, huh? Yeah. Just, just a box. There's one... <laughs> There's one new tool in this, which just... It pulls enemies towards them. So, like... You place it, it's a mine, and you place it on the wall, and it'll have a little, like, electronic thing that'll just shoot out and grab an enemy. Mm -hmm. So you can set it to passive or lethal. So the passive one just kind of pulls them against the wall, and they fall asleep. Kind of stupid. The the lethal one grabs them by the head (laughs) and just fucking tears their head off. Well, there you go. But one time I put it on the ground, and it grabbed an enemy by the waist, and slammed him into the ground so hard that he just broke in half. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like, oh, upper torso, lower torso, there you go. Like, <laughs> So, like, there is fun in just finally engaging with the murder that I really didn't in the second There's game. There's so much fun engaging with the murder. Yeah. The murder mechanics are very fun to engage with, <laughs> quoted Rhett of the Sox cast. <laughs> Listen... Probably not even the worst thing we've said on this no, episode. No, it's hardly the worst <laughs> thing that's been said on this podcast. But that's the thing, is like, th- that was the whole kind of gimmick of the original game, is that it gives you all these tools to do very good murder, mm-hmm. and then chides you for doing so, because it's kind of a story about power corrupting people. Mm-hmm. Like, there was some, there was a connection between the narrative and the fact that 
hey, the game doesn't actually want you to go around murdering everybody. Whereas in this one, they're just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, we've we've reached nice that. About that. We've reached that yeah. point in society these days, though. It's just like, yeah. yeah, I'm fine with killing everybody. It's okay. Yeah. I think just overall, though, to kind of wrap this up, the level design was really boring. Ah. And, like, made me reflect on the second game a lot more positively of, like, oh, actually, Hmm. I can remember several different moments from this game that had cool levels, whereas this expansion is just, like, city block, city block, (laughs) uh, bank, and a Hmm. city block, and, like, real dull environments Mm -hmm. until the last one. But, again, like, I was kind of checked out by that point, and then... Yeah. And then it still let me do the pacifist ending. (laughs) Okay. At the very end, end, it's like, you want to kill this character or save them? And I chose save because I was like, fuck it. Let's go for the good ending anyways, even though I don't, I don't deserve it. (laughs) Video games are silly. Yeah. God. So like as a whole, though, it really kind of felt like the Dishonored series on its last legs, like mechanically and narratively, especially. Mm -hmm. Was there one of these that you liked? Oh, I've. That's the thing. I fucking love the first game. Everything since then has been like a step down. Uh Like the first game has two small expansions and I like the first one more than the second one. And then the second full game, I liked a little less. And then this was like, I'm done with this. Yeah. There was something about the first game that completely entranced me. I beat it three times in a row. Holy shit. I did a, I did a very violent murder run and then I did a no kill run. And then I did another very violent murder run. Now that I knew like everything about the game, though, where because like they give you a ton of shortcuts once you so once you know where they're they are, you can just fly through that game and like kill only the main targets or do whatever you want basically. Mm-hmm. So like, if I played the second full game again, like I might have more fun just having known those levels a little better. But I don't know if I can go back at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like the first one. I just feel frustrated that not, nothing after that has really clicked in the same way. Mm-hmm. I know Polly didn't like the first game I at all. Just, so. it, it just bounced in a weird way. Yeah. I just wasn't feeling it. I think yeah. that there's probably a mindset I can get into where mm-hmm. I would like that game, but when I tried to play it, I was just like, nah. This one, especially when I was trying to do the no-kill run, it's like, oh, do I just, I just hate stealth, right? Because it's just like, you get caught, and then you die, and then you have to reload, and it's just a pain in the ass. I'm just going to throw a grenade into this room. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a good solution to to yeah. a problem like that, is fuck mm-hmm. it. And then you exchange the trick gun, the real trick gun for a real gun, and... <laughs> do that in, do that in uh, Hitman Blood Money. That's how you set I up. That's, how, yeah, that's how, what I was referencing. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, that's how you set yeah. up one of the quote-unquote accidental kills. It's very good. Yep, I like it. Yeah, him at seems cool. Like, the funniest parts in this one are when you're disguised as, like, a soldier and can just walk straight past all the other soldiers and then just fucking backstab them all because they're all looking in the same direction. So it's like, okay, anyways, stab, 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 and the third guy's just like, huh? What? How did that happen? Yeah. Dude, did you see how these people got stabbed? Oh, they didn't just get stabbed. They got to, uh, delimbed and decapitated. Jesus Christ. Gosh, whoever did that was a little inconsiderate and maybe a little on the psycho <laughs> side, huh? Yeah. I have no Must idea have been why. the wind. 
Oh, right. I just remembered one of the levels from this, of course, is like a reskinned version from Dishonored 2. Because mm. ah. got to save a little money there. Yeah. Got to use yeah. this environment twice. Yeah. Oh, they, you know, they do a whole like six months later thing. Mm-hmm. So like I didn't realize it was the same level until like halfway through. And then I was just like, oh, oh, you got me. <laughs> you got me, game. Mm. You changed it just enough. And it's been, like, a couple months since I played the second... Because I've had played it immediately afterwards. I've been like, oh, it's that level. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah. Yeah. That's, we, that, that's less sad than the first one. It, that's that's what I'm saying. It's a, We're doing an arc here. Exactly. We're, we're on our way up. <laughs> so, John, you want to no, go next? No, po- um, Polly. I ain't got nothing else. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, well, I've got something I think we'll all enjoy. Okay. I had, I had a very well, one quick thing is I did finish TIS one hundred mm. and it was super cool and good and I felt like a big brain super genius because I beat all the puzzles. <laughs> mm. um, I beat every single puzzle. I, I even got an achievement that said I one hundred percented it. So I I super beat that game. Obviously. So everybody at oh. <laughs> Far Away Fire on Twitter, let him know mm-hmm. how big his brain is and how proud of him you are. He didn't get enough praise for this, and that's all we've been hearing about for the last two weeks. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I did take like four, four or five hours on the, one of the last puzzles. The, the write a sorting algorithm is just the puzzle, oh. and it took me like twice. I was just like, I just had to go to sleep. I can't deal with this. And then I woke up the next day, drank a cup of tea, made a cup of tea, took a shower, sat down after getting dressed, and was like, all right, let's try this puzzle again. Nope, still impossible. I got <laughs> weird. I got weirdly reminded of the Zachtronics games again when I went to uh, Northern Lions Channel to check out the Legend of Bumbo. And mm-hmm. he, he name dropped Zachtronics as being one of his favorite developers, and I was like, "What? What? Oh wow! Because <laughs> it's just not what I would expect mm-hmm. from the guy whose career is basically the Binding of Isaac." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I get that. They're I think they're great. I'm really excited to play more of them, especially yeah. Um, but my big happy thing, my my shining light for the last week after being like after. Sweet code and just sucking the soul out of me. <laughs> um, I've just been playing a ton of fighting games. Those can oh, be right. those, those can be cathartic. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I think it was like Sunday or Monday. I was just like, you know, like four. Years, I remember it was, it was 2015. I, I got really into fighters for a bit because mm-hmm. I was discovered KO King of Fighters. And yeah. I decided I liked it, and I I sampled Street Fighter 2 at the time, um, and I was like, you know what? Let's open up Mame. Let's throw on Street Fighter Two: The World Warrior, which is the first release. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I sat with it for like two or three hours, and I beat the arcade mode. Nice. I felt real fucking pleased with myself because M Bison was real hard. Yeah, I stuck with it. He's a cheap cunt. Yep. But I, <laughs> Jesus. But but I stuck with it, and I beat him, and it felt real good. I was mm-hmm. like, oh man. Fighting games are fighting. Maybe fighting games can be fun. Was it one CC? It was not. A, oh it was God, that, that's a, that's where it's really at. Uh, look, the, mm. the the thing with most arcade games is that if you don't go for the one CC, they're like completely limp because you just credit feed through uh, them and it's yeah. bad. Yeah. Um, with fighting games, you still have to win the fight. Like, yeah. You, you have, have to got win. to amazingly win two or three rounds depending on your game. Yeah, you have to win. Yeah, and all the ones I played, you have to win two rounds um, in a single match, mm-hmm. and so and that still requires a level of like, you know, understanding, not mastery, but it requires a level of understanding. Where when I reach the end of the story, I feel like I've 
I've re- gone on a journey as opposed to like quarter um, credit feeding through yeah. um, Reforce or whatnot. That's fair. I actually remember my dad being terrified of fighting games, mm-hmm. basically, <laughs> because he put it as like with a beat em up, you can just quarter feed it and you'll win eventually. Mm-hmm. With with M. Bison, you could just stand here all day feeding at quarters <laughs> and not win. <laughs> Yeah, like, to to my knowledge, I don't know many or any fighting games that utilize a dynamic difficulty. Like, those games just always yeah. stay difficult. Mm, which is because, really nice. Because you're not guaranteed progress in a way you are a lot of other yeah. genres in the arcade. And that's scary as a father trying to feed your 13-year-old son quarters. <laughs> <laughs> is he I, going... Go ahead. I fed... I quarter-fed through, like, a lot of beat-em-ups back in the day and, like, stuff like... uh What's the Smash TV sequel? Total Carnage. Total Carnage. Like, that will fucking suck money out of you, but you'll win eventually. You will win. You will just spend $16 doing it. <laughs> yeah. I did but keep, it, a, but... keep a tally where I was like, all right, how much money did I spend on this one? <laughs> I wish I didn't keeping up with that from the beginning. Yeah. Go ahead. But M. Bison, he'll just set you back every time if you don't win those two rounds <laughs> out of three. <laughs> God. Um... He was not the hardest fighting game boss I've fought. <laughs> oh no, they <laughs> get much. They get much worse than M Bison. Uh huh. Um, so Street Fighter Two was the first like fighting game as we know him. I feel like is pretty safe to say, right? Yeah, but like when the they be, like the language became more clear. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very cool. Like you have all the different. I love all the different character. I like. I. I like the structure of you fight all the characters and then you fight some unique boss characters um, that are that are like do yeah. weird bullshit stuff like jump into the background <laughs> and then attack you like it's great. The idea um, of that game having eight characters and then four characters that you don't get to play as is kind of wild. Really by awesome. Today's standards. Yeah, it's very. It feels more single player oriented yeah. than a lot of yeah. when I play fighters now. Like it feels like, like they cared about making an action game. Yeah, like, you can't imagine a game doing that now. Like, even boss characters are just playable right from the start. Mm-hmm. The other which, thing, is, which, you know, you lose something when you do that. Yeah. Go the ahead. fact that this game has four non-playable characters, which immediately they retcon in the, yeah. the sequel, but... Mm. The other thing is that I think is neat is that Sagat is the final boss of Street Fighter 1. Mm-hmm. Oh, cute. That yeah, so if, you, if, they're, if they're for the two people that actually played and beat that game... It's a cool callback that he's not at. He's in it, but he's not the final boss. There's someone above him now. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's real hard. <laughs> um, Vega and and M. Bison gave me the worst the worst time, mm. uh, but I made it through. And I I brought up a little timeline. I was like, well, what was the next big fighting game that was released? And it was in the, also 1991 was Fatal Fury: King of Fighters. Mm-hmm. And I really like that one. I played through all of it. You only have three characters. You only have this. three characters. Yeah, like that game is oh, another right. one that's very geared yeah. towards the single player experience. Mm-hmm. And then none of the enemies you fight are all the enemies you fight are are enemy only boss characters, huh. which is also wild. Also, you yeah. jump back. You can jump back and forth between like two planes. Yeah, there are two like planes. <laughs> that was always weird to me. Yeah, uh, it, it it can be cool because when you're on different planes, you like face each other and then like are walking back and forth and yeah there's a timing thing to how you can jump towards each other with a with a punch towards or away from the screen yeah it's cute mm. um and the I thing wonder, that was cool go ahead i wonder if that game was in development 
at the same time as Street Fighter 2. Like, you think they would because they came out so closely. Mm-hmm. Well, it was... Or, Fatal Fury was November, Street Fighter 2 was March. So there was a there was a oh, beefy chunk there of time. Yeah. But Street Fighter 2, you said, took, like, two years to make, so... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, that... That was so a if, if they there's a reason it turned out, out good. Yeah. But if they pumped out Fatal Fury in like six months, like shit, good job. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, you know, one of the better knockoffs of yeah, that Yeah, that era was really good. Compared to like, oh, that Data East crap, basically. Mm. No, Fighters I can't know what you mean. I don't know the name, but. Fighters yeah. History. Fighters yeah. History. That's on, that's on the Fighters Generation timeline I've been, I've been going off of. Yeah. Um, the the cool thing with Fatal Fury is that they have Geese show up in all the between every level, and then he's the final boss, and he's really cool and intimidating, and he can grab you out of the air and throw you, which is great. Um, so I really like that one. It felt like more narrative e than Street Fighter Two. I played Art of Fighting, um, which has just absolutely nauseating zoom in. Oh <laughs> yeah, that's when they started playing with zoom in. Uh, they got it. They got it right with Samurai Showdown eventually. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I, the I, art of I fighting Zoom is way too active. Yeah, um, it's real. It's real rough. But I did beat it, <laughs> and that's this dumbass cliffhanger ending where character goes, <laughs> "X is your dot 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 to be continued." Oh my god, it's so stupid. <laughs> um, I played all of Fatal Fury Two, which was the hardest one I've played so far. Um, that game kicked my ass just constantly. Every single, <laughs> every single enemy was an M Bison, basically. I, I was it's just the like, Devil May Cry three of Fighter <laughs> Fury games. It has twelve like levels, um, except for the last boss, which I beat like three tries. But there's another boss before that where it's like two or three hours of just oh, like no. <laughs> quarter feeding. Um, and I played all of and I played through Mortal Kombat one, which was a nice throwback because I was. I was very much a fan of the movie um, as a kid. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Um, the movie and the song, of course. <laughs> Those are I big, guess... big for us. Yeah, I guess they don't own the rights to that song. That's why it doesn't show up in the games. Yeah, yes, yeah. So, like, they specifically license it for the trailer. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Whatever, it's fine. I played MK9 like four years ago, and then I was, I was like, "Yeah, it's a good time." Uh, and then yeah. I'll play. I'll get into the other games that I never did. Oh. Until now. <laughs> um, MK9 is funny because of how much they intentionally make it feel like those old yeah, ones. Yeah. <laughs> um, MK9 I, I, is so good. Yeah, it really is. It really is. I jumped to Mortal Kombat 1, like, mid-Fatal Fury 2, and I was like, oh, this feels bad. The, oh, yeah, it's... <laughs> I, it's woo, woo, I don't think that's necessarily Fatal Fury's fault. No, it's just Mortal <laughs> Kombat 1 is... Was built as a tech demo for a Jean Claude Van Damme game. They couldn't get the license, so oh they were God. just like, "Let's make a thing." And this is a, like, they, I think the only fully digitized fighter prior to this was Pit Fighter, and that game's god awful. Oh my God. <gasps> well, I finished Fatal Fury Two, and then I went back to it the next day, and then I was like, "Okay, I can kind of jive with this now. That this isn't as bad as I thought. It's not uh, great, but..." Yeah, but it's not it's not great. It's not SNK. It's not Street Fighter. Um, but the punches feel good. They have some nice impact, I think. Like that uppercut. Um, they, it just feels good. That uppercut feels real good. <laughs> Boom. I played as Johnny Cage because he's my favorite. He was my favorite as a kid, too. I love Johnny Cage. 
Uh, I learned all the special moves. I loaded up a two-player round and then just sit, practiced for like 10 minutes. Just I'm going to learn all the fatal, all the moves and all the fatalities. And then I got through the game, and it took me like two hours to kill Goro. And then <laughs> forward, 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 high punch. There you go. That'll knock off his head. If you can, in earlier versions of that arcade board, if you if you can do the input a lot, you can just keep knocking heads off. <laughs> it's very now silly. That's, that's just for in the fatality animation. Yeah, thing. yeah. That's all I did. I, I did the fatalities, but you can't beat the. You still have to beat him first. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I was yeah. just bringing up a, a, as a random yeah. point of trivia that in earlier versions of that game, uh, mm-hmm. because the, that game had a lot of revisions uh, for the arcade version. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you could do this forward, 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 high punch input fast enough between uh, knocking off the first head, you could keep knocking heads off. Oh, that's so good. Fun. Oh, and then Mortal Kombat sense, 2, and then Mortal Kombat 2 has a version of that where you can knock three heads off as just a normal input. <laughs> I didn't know that was a reference to a bug in the first game. I was yeah. like, yeah. I was watching moves from Johnny Cage, and I was like, what? What's that? <laughs> that looks weird. <laughs> it's real oh, dumb. It's a joke. Yeah, um, didn't they? Didn't they basically release a patch for the second game that changed all the fatality inputs? They did that for every Mortal Kombat in the arcade. That is how they <laughs> kept people putting quarters in those games. Man, <laughs> like you every talk- revision, like nearly every revision would change the inputs. That's so funny. Because, like, at the time, I knew they did revisions to those games, but it's kind of funny thinking of it in a modern context, where it's like, oh, they patched the shit out of these games. Yeah. Truly ahead of their time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They released unfinished... Like, MK3 was basically unfinished, right? Yeah, like, MK3 was pretty unfinished. Like, the early versions of MK2 that are out there are pretty... Like, there's, like, the really early versions of uh, Mortal Kombat 3 that I remember playing where you could do Cabal's Animality and reset the fucking machine. (laughs) (laughs) Later, like, I don't want you having... You're like, I'm not giving you the dignity of getting your... Of playing your quarter out. (laughs) I'm just going to reset the fucking machine. <laughs> These games are so stupid. They're very <laughs> stupid. They're very stupid. The secrets they put into them are hilarious, though. Like, Reptile yes. in the first game, and, like, Noob Cybot is in the second one, right? Like uh, Noob and... Cybot, Jade, and Smoke. Yeah. Which were and all then... things that were rumored in the first one. Yeah. Gotcha. And then, like, That's with Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3, like, like, Ermac was a character that was like uh, it was a character that would show up but it was like it's not a real character it just stood for error macro which is like which was just the game spitting out you know an error code and yeah. people thought Ermac was a character you could unlock when it was really just the game spitting out an error code it's literally like that oh what's that pokemon in the first one um the missing now Missing, missing it's no. like if they put missing no into gold and silver yeah like as an actual thing yeah which they would never do because they're cowards and then they put a mew under the truck <laughs> yeah oh that's funny like, they the did fact keep, that they would they did keep the truck and fire red leaf green <laughs> <laughs> the, the way they would take the rumors and then make them real in the next game was very funny to me. yeah yeah that's good yeah. shit i think that rules um i thought the shang song fight was a little lame oh um, he, yeah absolutely there's it's no, just, yeah. There's no new background or song. No, or, it's just Goro's lair, and he only has like three frames of animation. But he transforms <laughs> to the other characters, which is cool. But he just floats. He's just this floating still. He's this floating from... still dude. Like there's an animation in there of him using a sword, but he doesn't have an attack for oh. it. Oh, 
Oh, man. That's so funny. Um, I like how when he dies, all the others fly out of the announcer and, like, yells other names. Yeah, that's pretty what good. Time? That's pretty good. Oh, yeah. So, still a good time. Mm. I liked MK1, mm. and I beat Virtua Fighter. That was a good time, too. Um, that game's very pretty. And in in its own way, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like the, I really like the music. There was like, really like, nothing I mean, like Virtua Fighter at the time. I'm sorry? Yeah, you have to... You have to understand, like, historical context for that game is fucking unprecedented, really. Like, a 3D fighting game. Mm-hmm. Like, I... that game by itself sold the Saturn in Japan. Yeah. Oh, damn. Like, the Saturn in Japan is Sega's best-selling console because of Virtual Fighter, basically. God. Like, the Dreamcast and Genesis never took over, took off there. Like, mm-hmm. like the damn Saturn did. Mm-hmm. Uh, the feel of it's really cool and unique, too. Like, it feels... Yeah more martial artsy i think well that's oh, what it's, it's designed with that in mind like yeah, the way yeah. that like, like I've, i remember reading interviews at the time where they were like that we set the combo strings up the way that they are like based on how the human body would actually be balanced while throwing these kinds of moves out so that when you do them in game it makes total sense because the physics are right Mm-hmm. That makes sense yeah. to me. <laughs> the physics in that game are totally right. Well, in terms of how, like, <laughs> I know, yeah, like just. But then you're juggling people the, with punches. Yeah, the and, juggles like, jumping and the fucking the jumps are crazy. But yeah, like the actual right. punches and kicks and the way that they come out and link to one another yeah. are meant. To... It feels very technical. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, like, and that's something that the Virtual Fighter series kept. Like it, it is a yeah. technical ass fighting game. Hmm. Um, it is it is actually very grounded and realistic, right? They're all just fighting on the moon. Yeah. <laughs> all you, good games take place. All good games take place on the moon. Yes, exactly. Um, I was terrified because I thought the final boss you only had one chance to fight them, and I was like, that that this defeats my one strategy. Of oh, no. <laughs> um, but then I looked at a long play, and it said bonus level, and I was like, well, obviously that doesn't count then. So if I don't beat that, it's fine. I still count as me winning it. But then I did get to the end, and I did be the boss my first try. So, I guess I'm pretty great at pretty great at the at the at really yeah. the smart the, the galaxy brain fighting game that yeah. is virtual. Like, well, yeah. You should go to Evo next year, really. Obviously, and I'll just pick up Street Fighter Four and be like, "Oh, this is neat, easy." Boom. Yeah. Um, so the, the bonus ahead. boss in that game, Dural, does she just pick like a random character to imitate at the start of a round? I don't know. Is that how, I think that's how it works. I only t- I only, I beat her immediately. I don't know. Yeah, like she's actually an she's just another mimic character like yeah. Shang Tsung is. Gotcha. But I think it just changes at the start of a round. Mm-hmm. That makes sense to me. The, Shang the... I I want to say one of sorry one other thing that was funny to me about Shang Tsung is that on CD versions of Mortal Kombat one and two. <laughs> oh no! When you do a transformation, the game has to pause and load. And Ugh. CD loading times were fucking atrocious back One then. One X back then on most uh, home consoles. Like I One have X. the Se- I have the Sega CD version of Mortal Kombat One. It's so bad. It's like thirty seconds or something every transformation. What? Yeah, those yeah. games are like unplayable with him. Like it's they're so bad that even the PlayStation One versions of like Ultimate Mor- or, or Mortal Kombat trilogy and shit, you can just disable Shang Tsung morphs entirely. Yeah, because he's more of a character, but like morphs still take forever. Yeah, weird, weird. So like the console or the cartridge versions play way better because of that. Yeah, yeah. God, MK. 
Mortal Kombat being as big a thing as it was is very funny to me. It's it's just it's so silly. Like we look it's back so at it, look back looking back at it now, it's the silliest fucking thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really pretty... like you can never predict what's going to hit. Like that's kind of the feeling I got when I played the original Legend of Zelda. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, I could make a game like this, but if I made it in, you know, 1987, I would have gotten a cartoon and cereal and, you know, yeah. merchandise out the ass in like 30 years of legacy. Mm-hmm. Good. But so Mortal Kombat just being like, what if violence like, <laughs> yeah. fucking made them a billion dollars? And it sounds like, like those games, like it sounds like up until like the point where they hit four. Like, one through three, it sounded like they just had a blast making them, because of just how silly, like, it's digitized imagery, and you can have a lot of fun with that shit. Yeah. And, I and, loved, and I loved how, go ahead, sorry. And, and it's just got a, this element of camp to it, and, like, the the lore takes itself seriously enough Yeah. <laughs> that it's, it's, it's very well done. Yeah. Got a lot of love for Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I'm feel I'm feeling that. I was like, "Oh, this feels bad. I'm not gonna play this." And then the next day, like, actually, I really care about Mortal Kombat. Though it, there's a lot of camp there that's so yeah. easy to just let yourself get lost in, I even when the game's being a son of a bitch. Oh, and here's <laughs> some, here's some uh, so something that might make you feel a little better, might help you if you play mm-hmm. the second player. If you play the second player side in Mortal Kombat Two, uh, mm-hmm. it's actually slightly easier. Interesting. <laughs> Do you play from the right when you do that? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Okay. I'll keep that because in mind. All you know of the, because all of the AI was designed from the uh, left side of the screen, so the AI has a harder time reacting when it starts from the <sighs> when it starts oh my from the God. left. That's really kind of all it is. God, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, it, it's not going to be a walk in the park. You are not going to just yeah. fucking walk through this game if you play second player. It just won't ramp up quite as hard. Oh, man. The last two bosses in Mortal Kombat 2. Also, i got to give a shout-out to Dick Sensei for the follow. <laughs> Dick Sensei. Oh, that's just me, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I love, love, love how um, all the characters in Mortal Kombat 1 are digitized actors, but then for the Goro, they it's actually a had a little clay model. That's yeah, so yeah. cute. They did that for Kentaro as well. I love that. I just love that. Mm. God, Mortal Kombat 2 is going to kill me. It's going to kick my ass to <laughs> Yeah, to like, death. Mortal Kombat... To... It's the it's the Devil May Cry three of Mortal Kombat. I'll be Devil May Cry three, and then I'll There's... come back to Mortal Kombat two. Like there are a lot of characters, there are specific characters, and their mm-hmm. pl- and where they get placed on the ladder, um, in Mortal Kombat two is going to determine who is going to fuck your day up the worst. Because oh. like there are some characters that if you get them late, it's just night fucking marish because they can counter everything. Huh. It's ridiculous. And Kentaro, the, the Kentaro and Shao Kahn fights are re- fucking ridiculous. And I say this as somebody who who has beaten the arcade version many times, and I can do it consistently mm-hmm. back in the day. So, mm-hmm. but those games are, oh, fuck you. <laughs> it's like those games are reading your inputs so hard. They are doing oh, the, aggressively. Im- they are doing yeah. the impossible. They are literally pulling you out of attacks. Touch the untouchable. <laughs> Like, you you are clearly landing an uppercut from an enemy that just walked up to you, but he's going to throw you anyway. Oh, 
It's so uh, shit. Yeah, just, you, you, yeah, you talked to me about bullshit, and I was <laughs> like, well, bullshit can be kind of fun. The f- like, just, I think like, the bullshit throwing out the air. Uh, bullshit can be funny. Like, there's a funny mm-hmm. shit, like, where if you just keep spamming projectiles under certain circumstances, uh, the enemy will stay ducked, and eventually he will just slide over to you. <laughs> I have seen this happen multiple times to know that I'm not just bullshitting, but I have seen this happen far too many times for it to be something that I made up. I've seen it fucking happen. (laughs) I saw a video on how Street Fighter 2 cheats. Mm -hmm, Like, mm -hmm. the AI just has, like, less recovery frames on certain moves. Yeah, yeah. So, like, if if they... as much. Yes. Oh, yeah. Like definitely the charge attacks where they could just pull them out. And yeah, they don't have to but fucking even, charge at all. Yeah, but even stuff like if you do a low kick on this character, a human will you know have eight frames of eight recovery. Eight frames of recovery, and, but the and AI a CPU has will like just have five, four frames, and they'll be able to punish you for no reason other yeah. than fuck you. It's bunch of fuck you. <laughs> Virtual Fighter was the first one I played where it felt it did it actually convincingly felt like oh another human would be able to fuck me up exactly like this yeah I don't yeah. know if it was cheating but it was the first one that felt fair I guess like it's not cheating yeah it's like it's not good cheating. at it yeah I don't think that's like automatically better because like I said yeah. like some some bullshit can be you're you're kind of like parsing out this AI puzzle like trying to trying to find the exploit if you that's basically what mortal Kombat and and fighting game because there are a few people that i watch stream uh the andy social network lrock 617 uh outworld who all do um fighting game speed runs and it's just a matter of finding ways to exploit the ai because you can loop ai in these games because Mm -hmm. it it's 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 complicated ai but it's not complicated to the point to where you can't fucking make it cooperate. Yeah. Make it dance for you. Yeah. Dance for yeah. you. <laughs> and when you can figure that out, it feels really good sometimes. Yeah. I Googled, I was like really getting angry at Goro and I looked up YouTube and I saw an exploit and I did it immediately. And I was like, well, I felt kind of bad. On, on the Super um, NES version, all you've got to do is just keep jump kicking him. I mean that the thing is that the one I watched, I was trying to jump kick him and it wasn't working, mm. and then I started jump punching him. Yeah, which is jump what the punches thing, in the arcade. and that killed him. That killed him really fast. Yeah, and I was like, well, that felt bad. And then I went back. I'm gonna beat him without using that exploit. And then I found the jump kick one. Yeah, <laughs> and I found that I found that myself. So it was an honest win. I feel like. <laughs> See, I knew That's basically I knew... how I beat. That was basically how I beat Mortal Kombat Nine. Was just figuring out the one loop yeah. that Shao Kahn wouldn't fuck me over on. Yeah. 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 I beat that one. That means I can beat MK2, right? What, you, you'll beat MK2. It'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. I bet it will. But, like, and I, I, think, like... I think three is easier than two as well. So mm-hmm. That's comforting. Um, the, the, the end of the first arc of my fighting game journey, I think is King of Fighters 94, which I'm, very afraid of because that one is king a it's a king of fighters game and b it's the one that specifically has like the le- most like hated final boss. yeah oh really yeah it's rugel rugel yeah. you mean. know it's funny the way you describe it is like the first leg of your fighting game journey and the fact that it's king of fighters which is kind of like the big crossover it just makes me think of phase one in the avengers movie I mean, yeah. Where it's like everyone coming together. <laughs> I mean, I'm yeah, I'm literally like artifacting. That's literally right? what it is. Yeah. 
I wish they put Samurai Showdown in there. Yeah, they, that, that's, that's the kind of the thing. one. I, the one I liked. Yeah, yeah. I did dip my time. toe. I did tip my toe into Samurai Showdown. It's it's mind blowing how it's so it's pretty so and good. so detailed. Yeah. yeah, you like knock swords out of each other's hands, and it feels amazing. Like it's Ugh. got it, it's got like that awesome feeling hit stun too. Yeah. And it feels especially good when you actually clash blades. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was... Samurai Showdown was the one that felt like, oh, this is next level. The, this Samurai is, yeah. Showdown Here's and Last Blade are just next level shit. Yeah. That's Samurai Showdown's phase two. Oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> I mean, no, Samurai Showdown 1 was before King of Fighters 94. So Oh, really? Yeah, oh, that's really? on my list, yeah. And then, cool. um, ultimately, in 1996... The, the real star is Dead or Alive, obviously. Hmm. That's how I get into Dead or Alive, Rhett. <laughs> oh, oh. You, you said, I wasn't sure what you're saying, sorry. Dead or Alive, yes. Dead or Alive. The titty game. The titty game, <laughs> yeah. Yes, I know now. Okay, good. I'm Honestly, <laughs> I'm kind of interested how that holds up to, compared to Virtual Fighter. That's a good question. Oh, man, you gotta jump to the PS1, you gotta play Battle Arena Toshinden. I like that game. You think you, you think you like that game. You should go play that game now and let me know. <laughs> All right. The final boss has very dramatic <laughs> organ music while wind hollows. I have to show that to John. It's real it's dumb. So good. It's so dumb. Takes itself so seriously. Yeah. Like 100%. <laughs> God. So that's my fighting game journey. I the the one thing the one beacon of light in the darkness that is sweet code and i even like <laughs> i even i even um booted up streets of rage for a little bit and like oh i love this now i never liked beat em ups oh really I, I think it's, yeah i think it's literally just like these games aren't like our type where i'm moving a blob around the screen and then the blob gets hit by a bullet and then i die and i know oh what i should have done is not get hit by the bullet <laughs> right with fighting games and with beat em ups, there's a couple extra steps between failing and then figuring out why I failed, mm. and that those extra steps are very intimidating to me. It's the same reason I've mostly stayed away from the 3D beat em ups as well. Streets and I'm finally... of Rage is gonna be yeah, like that's a trip. I hope you enjoy because one and two especially are two of my favorite games ever. Yeah, I booted up one and I was like, oh, this is this is incredible. Crunchy as fuck. Crunchy as yeah. fuck. It's got an amazing soundtrack. Better than twos. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> that's just my own that. hot. That's my hot take. Is that I think that Streets of Rage one soundtrack is better than two. Mm. I want to. Mm. I want to join you in that delicious hot take. Um, and and also, I've just played like I think it was Kingdom Hearts one where I was just like, I wish they'd just let me fight people. Yeah, like, I hate I hate all of this dumb stuff that isn't fighting. <laughs> Why is everybody talking? And no, it's not the cutscenes. It was the event flag. Hunting, oh yeah, the event flag uh, bullshit, which is miserable in King of Kingdom Hearts One. Mm. And then I play Chain of Memories, and it's just fighting. And I'm like, oh yay! Um, and now I'm playing beat 'em ups, and I'm like, oh, this is mostly just fighting. Mm. I like this. I actually like this. Mm. Oh, okay, fun. Okay, so event eventually this will lead to the Yakuza games. Which are beat em ups with a lot of RPG in them. <laughs> I own zero. I'm gonna dig into it at some oh, point. Oh right, yeah, cool. Um, but yeah, I, I think um, fighting games definitely 
evolved directly out of beat em ups. That feels like a no, one to one thing for me. Well, like Fatal Fury, yeah, Final, yeah, yeah, Final, Final Fight, Fight started as Street Fighter Two. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, they literally are connected like that. Yeah, I love video games again. Oh god, yeah, see, I'm gonna play I more. told you, I told you this was gonna have an upper uh, arc. I'm gonna play Sweet Coden Two more after the podcast, but y'all aren't gonna have to hear that, so the the arc will be <laughs> maintained. No, I think you should stream it. I oh god, I can't. It's on my Vita. Oh fuck, man! Don't worry, I'll stream Ultra Despair Girls. All right, yeah, we need that. Oh, no, 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 I need no, no, that no, kind no. of dep- I need that kind of depression in my life. <laughs> Polly, why? Because you know, it's... what if he laughs? Oh no! Well, I mean, look, nothing surprises me anymore. I I feel like however however that goes down, I feel like we're in a good place. We're in I feel, a good I like... place. I think it's fine. Mm-hmm. Rhett, do you have anything else? Yeah, go uh, for it. I watched, I watched some anime. Go for it. Hell yeah! So, so no more video games this episode. I watched some anime. Fuck video games. Fuck We're video done. games. Fuck Get them out of here. <laughs> Nobody needs that garbage. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was looking. So. Last week I talked about how the anime on Netflix is garbage. Oh yeah, right? lots of it. So I yeah. was looking through there, being like, "Is there anything that I haven't watched that might be good?" And I came across a show. God, this is going to be a weird bit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the show is called. Wait. Oh, I forgot the name for a second. Love Chunbuyo and other delusions. Oh goodness. That's, okay. Okay. This is a cute. A KyoAni joint from I think 2013. Mm-hmm. So, do y'all know roughly the idea of Chuni Bio? I know it's yes. I know it's eighth grader fig- syndrome. I figured think it out of... when I got. Yeah, they, I figured they, it out when I yeah. got really into Unlimited Blade Works, just yeah. like really oh. into it, and I was like, "Oh, okay, this is what I am right That's, now." That's yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> cool. I think so. The show is about a, a guy who's starting high school. And he was a huge Chuni in middle school, and he's trying to leave that part of him behind. Mm-hmm. So he went to a new school that's really far away from his his middle school. So all new people. And then he immediately meets this girl who is 100% into it still. And, like, she is just, oh, the dark demon living behind my eye. I have to wear this eye patch. Oh, the society, all this nonsense. Like, <laughs> we, must see, we must search for the invisible boundary line and what lies beyond it. Like so, she's super annoying, oh, and no. has latched onto him for some reason. And I, I kind of got the idea of Chuni. It's like, oh, it's how uh, Kyoma acts in yeah, Steins Gate. Yeah, it's Steins Gate. Like it's one hundred percent that. Where this like, is reverse Steins Gate, where it's the girl yeah. that's pulling the guy into it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he was he was trying to get out, but they pull him back in. Right, right. <laughs> so basically, the funniest. I kept trying to think of an angle, like how to talk about this show. And I think the funniest thing for me is like when I watch the show and I realize like, oh, oh, this was me in eighth grade, too. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. I was not not out and like annoying people with it. But just the way I think of like, oh, like seventh and eighth grade. That's when the whole in three thing started, like that whole universe of characters that I made. And like, you know, the character of Vex was very prominent to me back then. Oh, it's like, oh, I was totally in that phase back then. 
And like having that realization was funny to me. I think that's very nice. Yeah. It's very wholesome to me. Yeah, like this is this yeah, if he's like this is still her. Yeah. It's true. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with IF in the Neptunia games as well. She's yeah. big old Chuny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's better than making it f- being an objectivist in eighth grade. Oh jeez. <laughs> Continue. So the show kind of starts as a comedy and then they introduce some more characters and it kind of slumps for a bit. And then it becomes a bit of a drama and romance at the same time where it's like it's kind of revealed that this girl who is fully on Chuni mode uh, has some issues that she's dealing with. Like there is a reason behind all this, Mm -hmm. like why she's kind of not accepting reality because of some stuff that went down. Right. So like the show is kind of about trying to drag her back to reality. Mm hmm. And so I ended up liking the show more than I thought I was going to, basically. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and then there's a season two. Oh. It, it keeps on going. It just keeps it doing doesn't that end. thing, huh? Yeah, so I glanced at my anime list and before watching it in season two, the reviews were basically disowning it. <laughs> like, oh. oh, whoops. People are like, there is no season two just treated this as like a a good one season thing, like really kind of overly negative. Mm. Uh, I've watched a bit of season two so far and the vibe I'm getting is just kind of like filler almost where it's very clear of like, they're doing episodes that are just shake the status quo a bit, but then immediately reset it by the end of the episode. And that's frustrating. (laughs) After when you say they're like disowning it, I'm thinking is what is this Il Teatrino? (laughs) kind of like it's not that it's not that it's overtly bad it's because it's the same studio it's you know still kyoto animation it's still based on source material but it's like i don't know just the way it's not progressing the story basically is what people kind of got cheesed off about then i read something really wild in that i had found out earlier that one of the characters in season one they actually invented for the anime Mm mm-hmm and then I found out that another character they also invented for the anime. And I was like, oh, gee, so you just invented these t- two characters so that there would be four girls. Oh. And it's like, because that's the thing they do in those shows ever since K- K-On. Yeah. So they, there has to there be has four There has to girls. be four girls. It's like the formula. Because yeah, it's the number cause... of death. <laughs> <laughs> Because, like, Sound Euphonium does the same thing where they kind of push these specific four girls as the main squad, even mm-hmm. though the story doesn't really involve two of them whatsoever, but they just kind of get pushed to the forefront for no reason. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of weird. And then I and then I found out that a third character is also invented for the anime, and it's the Chuni girl's older sister. And I don't know how they managed to invent her for the anime only compared to the light novel because she's like the character that drives the entire plot forward where she has no time for her little sister's shit with her delusions of demons and stuff. And she's the one like pushing to get her accepting reality. Mm -hmm. And so it's super weird that that character doesn't originally exist in the original text. Because then season two starts and she immediately goes to Europe. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so they kind of immediately write her out. Whoops. 
like in touch with the light novel, which is obviously much better. Yeah, <laughs> gotta be faithful. But, but I mean, given how so people like season one the most, it's like, oh well, kind of lightning in a the bottle there, I guess. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's a cute show. It's like season one was definitely more of an emotional arc than I ever expected it to be, and then season two is kind of what I expected it to be, where it's this very light and fluffy weightless yeah i was gonna say light and fluffy and you just say weightless like perfectly describing it so this maybe came out a little more negative than i thought it was going to Mm -hmm. i had the idea of like what if i just stopped what if i just watched season one and then stopped because i didn't want to ruin the precious memories of season one and it's like well i didn't like it that much i'll be fine (laughs) oh now you gotta go back and change your score for season one (laughs) (laughs) damn it (laughs) <laughs> that's the joke I was hinting at but I'm not I would I would never do something like that he's not that vindictive he's not a spiteful he's, he's not a spiteful say, little bitch like some other people I was gonna say I wish somebody had warned me to keep myself from ruining my precious season one memories <laughs> damn damn season two a good one John uh huh anyways I watched one more anime mm mm-hmm. So tell me if you've heard this one before. I was on Netflix looking for some good anime, not the trash that they normally have. Well, there's your first mistake, Rhett. <laughs> so I saw that they had something called... Oh, I really should write these names before I don't... Uh, Give me... Oh, okay. They have a thing on Netflix called Cabinary of the Iron Fortress, The Battle of Unato. And I'm like, is that a sequel... That sounds like that a sequel. Sounds the way like there's a sequel. That co- there's a colon in that title. So I look up, and sure enough, it is. It's a sequel movie. They don't have the original. Oh. The original Cabinary of the Iron Fortress TV series is only streaming on Amazon Prime. Of course. Which I do have, so I watched it over there. Oh. Uh, so this is a show that, for whatever reason... I've basically never heard of anybody talk about I've li- Yeah, the name just literally meant nothing to me. So here's the weird part. This is by Studio Wit, the one that does a little show you may know as Attack on Titan. Oh, right. And it's got a lot of the same staff. Huh. It's got, like, the same director and the same music composer. Huh. So this is, like, fully from that studio. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe what puts people off about this show is that it's actually a zombie show. Oh, oh okay. Uh, <laughs> well, you already lost me. So I I was kind of surprised by that going in, but it's also it's it's anime shown in zombies basically, mm. <laughs> where like Attack on Titan is a shonen show, but there's enough going around around it that it's like it's tolerable basically. Well, like, like, or I look at it more as like, if I'm gonna watch something like that, I'm just gonna watch High School of the Dead because it's dumb. The show oh, is man, also that's very a throwback. Oh, that's a throwback. The show is also very dumb, but in a good way, where it's just like. But so is High School doing... of the Dead. High School, oh, of, the High School of the Dead is super good and dumb. It's dumb and sexist, though. Like, well, the... it is, but, <laughs> but you know, you know, this show is more like extremely stylized zombie killing right. is how I would describe it. Mm-hmm. Where like they're not they don't have like the quite the aerial maneuverability of the Attack on Titan characters do, mm-hmm. but they're basically doing the same kind of martial arts flying kung fu with guns <laughs> to take out these zombies. And that stuff's very cool. Yeah, I guess. You. And if you really think about it, the Titans are just very big zombies. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. 
it's so it's that same level of violence of like the murder is very good when people get eaten by these enemies. They're it's not true. actually it's very good. They're not called zombies. They're called cabinet. They're called cabane, which I guess is just Japanese for like corpse or something. Mm-hmm. And then there are a couple characters that get infected, but they survive. So those are the cabaneri. They're they have the strength of these zombies, but the mind of a human still. Right. So those are your your protagonists. The Japanese the subtitle the translation is cabaneri, and then the original Japanese one they just say zombie in English. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> just get the foreign word in there. Yeah. Another interesting about the show is, uh, that I noticed is that it, it's extremely pretty, just animation wise, but the character design is super eighties for some reason, like. You know the whole thing about like '80s OVA being kind of worshipped, like mm-hmm. because of how much shading they put into everything. Like this show actually does that, where you can see like a ca- on a character's hair, they will have the light portion, the dark portion, the super dark portion, and the super light portion. Like they are doing like four levels of shading mm-hmm. on everything, mm-hmm. so it's super nice looking, like unbelievable. It's like it's the idealized '80s OVA, but like made in 2013 mm. and, and, it, and it looks super nice. Right. So I was looking at the staff last night and I found the character designer. Uh, here's some previous shows that he worked on. This one's called uh, the Super Dimension Fortress Maycross. Oh, wow. Yeah. Character Ooh. designer. Yeah. <laughs> Maycross, do you remember, love? Character designer. Yep. Uh, Mobile Suit Gundam War in the Pocket character designer. Holy <laughs> shit. That this shit doesn't... This shit doesn't matter because Nobuo Uematsu worked on Fairy Fencer F. Fuck that nonsense. Just because somebody <laughs> high profile works on something doesn't mean it's not a turd. <laughs> but I'm saying the character designer uh, worked on Maycross 7. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one... Of, oh, Gunbuster, character designer. Mm. So, like, all these classics of right. the 80s. And then, and then you have Cabinary of the Iron Fortress, character designer. So, like... It's not just that the show is looking like the 80s style. It's like it comes from that place, like mm-hmm. that actual designer from back then. And mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting that he basically came out of a 20 year retirement to work on this show. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, that's really cool. So I really I like the show. Yeah, it's a very good aesthetic. I wish maybe I wish this wasn't a zombie show because it is kind of waste. It's so much potential kind of put into this maybe a little generic setting obviously mm-hmm. oh also it's steampunk <laughs> <laughs> so i love that that's like 10 minutes in yeah also it's so, <laughs> i'm just probably like murdering polly right now where i'm like talking about this 80s looking steampunk zombie show <laughs> so it's very but, much the not polly show uh yeah. wow it's but it so could be a poly show because there's this the main girl Mume just she murders very good. <laughs> I like murdering. Murdering yeah. murdering is always good. I'm a proponent she, of murder. She kills this she kills the shit out of these zombies. In in high school the and dead it, there's a bullet that passes between a girl's titties and in, in bullet time. Yeah, nothing like that happens oh, in this God, show weird. It's there's real no dumb and good. <laughs> There's no weird sexist shit like that in Look, the show. Look, I will fully cop to High School of the Dead is sexist as shit, but man, it's real funny about it. <laughs> it's very funny. 
So anyways, I watched the whole series and liked it a bunch, and then I watched the movie on Netflix, which mm-hmm. they inexplicably split into three episodes. And you know, like, when you're watching a movie on TV and it does those awkward fades for commercials? Oh, no. They do that. I don't know why. It's fucking Netflix. Just put it up as a movie. That's weird. The weirdest... So, like, episode... Air quotes. Episode one just ends with an awkward fade to black. And then episode two just kind of starts. Like, like there's no... There's no, like, emphasis, like, end of episode. It's just abrupt cut to black and then the ending credits. Mm. Episode two into three, though, is, like, even worse, where it just kind of cuts in the middle of a scene after a thing happens. And and then the start of episode three is just, like, a full minute of previous scene footage, and then just doesn't fade out. It just keeps going. Weird. So, like, I had to go back and see it because on Netflix it faded to black at the end of episode two, and I just hit skip intro on three, and, and it just jumps three minutes in to exactly where you were. Wow. So I just have no idea why they would do that. That's do just, that cuz it's a Netflix. clusterfuck. It's so weird cuz it's like the movie isn't that long. It's like an hour 20 minutes in Japan. So it's not quite even like feature length, but I don't know why they would edit it down into three episodes like this. Right. Cuz they still end up being like 35 minute episodes or something with cuz they, then they put openings and endings on all of them it's just super weird (laughs) and then the so the movie i didn't think was as good as the tv series and then it does a thing at the end that i love so much i was like oh i'm pumping it back up to an eight (laughs) (laughs) like because the series ended pretty abruptly where it's like they beat the last boss okay end of end of series and it's like oh mm, that was a little rushed there at the Mm -hmm. end this one gives a good like five minutes of closure at the end so it's like, okay, I can, you know, move on from the series now. Even though they might make more. Like, this only came out, like, in May in Japan. Like, yeah. they got this imported pretty quickly. So I think they've said, like, they consider the movie, like, part two of three for the whole series. Interesting. Cool. But yeah, it's it's J- zombies in Japan. So they write around Zombies in Japan with, like, cool yeah. 80s animation on a train. Punk. Yeah. On, on wait, a on a train? Yeah, that the Iron Fortress is the train. I didn't realize until I finished <laughs> the entire series, because they just call it the Koyukatsu Tour or whatever, and they never no, say. You want to oh, repeat that for me? No, I absolutely don't. I feel like you they, should repeat that for me. Because they just I... say the Japanese name for Iron Fortress without without ever saying that the name of the train is literally Iron Fortress. Well, you should tell me what it is in Japanese. You should tell me. No, nah, I definitely no, I shouldn't. I think you should because I I need to be refreshed. <laughs> I'm going to Google the name so I can say it correctly. <laughs> correctly. He's going to say it correctly. Even when I looking don't... it up. You got this, Red. Oh, God. Uh, I'm reading the Wikipedia page. I can't find the name quick <laughs> enough. Let's just move on. Oh, okay. The name of the crane is the Kotetsujo. Okay. There. The Kotet Sujo. Yep. Yeah. The Kotet Sujo. It was fun. It was only funny to me because the entire show time I thought they were heading to the Iron Fortress, and then it turns out the Iron Fortress was the train all along. Sometimes the real Iron <laughs> Fortress was the train we made along the way. Exactly. Sometimes we watch Haruhi Suzumiya. 
Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole thing's on a train? Not the whole thing. They no. stop in, in these towns, and okay. then the towns immediately get invaded by zombies every time. Okay. It is just, they leave this wake of, well, that station has been overrun. Maybe if they just stayed in one place, the zombies wouldn't go there. The zombies seek out blood. Yeah, oh. so like, if they just, you know, it seems like the zombies are following these people around. Well, no, the zombies are actually, like, completely all over Japan. Oh. They just try to find the fortresses that are defended well and fail. <laughs> Whatever. That's an episode, I think. Cool. All right. So I guess it's time, once again, to to, to start winding things down. But before we do, Red, why don't you tell people how <laughs> to send us their Game of the Year lists? Ah, uh, just send... A text or MP3 of your you reading list, less than five minutes long, please, to podcast at socksmakepeoplesexy.net. Good, good, good summary. Good summary. It's podcast at socksmakepeoplesexy.net. It actually is. It's actually podcast yeah. <laughs> at socksmakepeoplesexy.net. Podcast at socksmakepeoplesexy.net. John Thire, where, yeah. can our, where can our lovely internet pals find you resigning. Podcast at bot- Socks Make People Sexy. <laughs> Faraway.times.itch.io <laughs> Right. You know, you actually can find me at podcast at Socks Make People Sexy dot net because I'm the one that checks it. He's the, yeah, I don't, I don't bother that shit. <laughs> I got people that run my Discord. I got people that read my email. I don't do shit. <laughs> I, I gave up on this piece of shit website years ago. Jesus, <laughs> you've been saying that joke. You've been making that joke for years. I have. I have. <laughs> I got people for days. I got people for days. Um, and of course, uh, I want to thank everybody for coming out. Of course, it's always great having a live audience here. And of course, if you downloaded, it, you're okay too, I suppose. <laughs> if you pirated our podcast you're pirating this, this wonderful content uh, but thanks for coming out thanks for listening we're going to go ahead and get on out of here so from us to you out there we are the podcast that loves you we're the only ones that love you